everybody welcome to d comedy our rewatch review whatever you want to call the podcast this month your d commentators are me lucas and me emma and we are here today to discuss the classic film halloween town high Ooh, spooky it is the spooky season once again my friends and we are once again locked into our uh halloween town curse for the next that we have been for the past few years covering all the Halloween Town movies. Uh, and I gotta say, after the rather large disappointment that was Halloween Town 2, uh, I think I think this one uh, really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Captures the magic again? In, in a way, uh, maybe like, I was thinking more like, uh, is it come from behind? Like you'd think after they screwed it up so bad with Calabar's Revenge. That sort of sounds like a sexual done. innuendo. So okay, I think we're just gonna keep moving on. Um, no, I like, I, I remembered this being like one of my favorite Disney, like Halloween movies and like it holds up. Like, I really do like this one. It's like cute. It's, it's better. It's much better than Calabar's Revenge. Definitely. If anyone says it's not, they're wrong. Yeah. It's, it's much better than Calabar's Revenge. Um, but I think we should just jump right in. Yeah. I actually don't have any news to talk about half because i forgot to put any together but half because i don't think there really was any that i rem- would have remembered to grab so we can just jump right in yeah let's but, jump right uh, in to, to, to your point yeah we should say this was really this was like my halloween town i want to say that like i didn't really watch halloween town one when it came out in 1998 because you know i was like two and admittedly you know they played it on reruns all the time but this one came out in 2003 mm-hmm. i think two, no 2004 because each of the each of the three of the original movies is three years apart. It came out in 1998, 2001, 2004. And so I was like hip and with it. <laughs> I couldn't even say it with a straight face. I was more on top of the ball when it came to Disney Channel at this time. So when this came out, I really, really liked it. And I watched it like pretty much like every Halloween season when they played it. This was like the one I watched over and over again. And I I do I do like this movie. But I'm not gonna lie, I was a little, I was a little disappointed by it. Okay, I mean, for... I this is one of those movies, guys, and I know this is gonna shock you because like, when does this ever happen on this podcast? That I remembered completely differently than what it actually uh, is. Like, big surprise! I thought I have seen this movie so many times, and I thought that I had the plot down beat for beat. I remembered like weird specific things, but the overall plot I replaced with something else. That doesn't exist. My experience with rewatching it for this is I did remember pretty much everything of like what happens and, you know, who the bad guy is and whatnot. And all I that didn't jazz. even remember who it's, the bad guy is. If you guys were wondering. <laughs> but the thing that uh, really hit me is that this movie has a surprising amount of layers. This movie also is like, I, I like the plot of this movie. I like that they set it in like the high school. This one's in the mortal world. Yeah. I like the characters they introduce. I like a lot about this movie. I also think Marnie is at her best here. And I said this early on. She's at and her she, cutest. Absolutely. And her is. best. Not, well, not, not even that. Just Kimberly J. Brown is acting the hell out of this movie. Yeah, no, she she, that's what I'm saying. So She's at her best. This is this yeah. is Pete Kimberly J. Mm-hmm. And I think. It's also the last we'll see of Kimberly J. Yeah, and RIP, rest in pieces um, <laughs> to you because She's Disney exactly replaced you with Sarah Paxton in the next one. Which, what yeah. the fuck? That's next mo- That's next year. But anyway, rewind. My point is, is like, she's at her best. Debbie Reynolds is doing a fucking masterclass. Yeah. I like the idea behind this. The thing that I think 
fucks this movie up and what I was disappointed by is the pacing. They do a terrible job of pacing this movie mm-hmm. where like things are all it. of a sudden like just like Fair. come out of nowhere. Like it's like everything is fine and then oh fuck holy shit like we're really worried about this thing. Like like th- the pacing is really off and I will explain a, later yeah, as we get the- into plot points but they don't do a great job of like setting up things and having like a slow burn to like a reveal. It's just like things kind of like fly in and out and the plot's well, a little bit like I think that's true like, to an rushed. extent. I, I do think this might be the best written Halloween Town movie in terms of sheer plot of like they need to, you know, like X is happening, but also this is happening and they got to try and figure it out. It's more of like a mystery. Generally, the other two are just like, hey, we got to do this thing and save Halloween Town. The other Town, two were you know? like fully aware of who the bad guy is the entire time. Yeah. They like we we see young Calabar like steal the spellbook in the first five minutes of the yeah. last one. But this one, this one tries to like make it a little bit more like, deeper, make the story a little deeper, and like be a little more mysterious, which I appreciate. Same, I think I'm on the same page. I did like this. I like it more than the second one, but I have Definitely. some problems. And yeah, um, number one problem is brought up immediately in scene number one. Okay, wait. Also, before you go in, I do want to preface, folks. Um, I'm a, I believe in transparency um, on this podcast and about telling the truth. And I do want to let you guys know that I was really drunk when I watched this. So Wait, I'm not sure how much <laughs> no- sense these notes are going to make, but we'll go on this journey together. All right, continue. Okay. Uh, interesting plot thread through this episode, I guess. This is that trying to figure out where But my question about this first scene, which could have been the alcohol, but what did this poem even say? This poem oh, in this movie oh, opens yeah, with? They, what the fuck is that setting up? I was so lost. Yeah, this is this is what I'm saying. So they open on the shot of the pumpkin from the center of Halloween Town, which which we will I mean, never see again in this film because we don't even well, go to Halloween Town. But yeah, that's prob that's I have a problem with that. But uh, also we had, well we didn't see it in the last movie either. Remember it was replaced by the giant cinder block square thing. So like, and admittedly this could just be a jack o' lantern, but I imagine that's what they're trying to do. That it's the Halloween Town Jack O' Lantern, uh, but so it's just like uh, for a thousand years the worlds divide and and like now the portals this whatever basically it's it's just like a weird vague poem of like things are changing in Halloween Town now that the portals open. But the thing Did is, the portal is, I, open in the last movie? Yeah, because Marnie opened it. Remember? Okay. The, like, the, my like, problem with Halloween Town High, first of all, is that it's requiring you have a lot of base knowledge about yes, the past Halloween I'm, Towns. That's what I'm saying. Which I do not, as you guys know, I do not remember anything. You have True. to retell me things that are important. That's what I'm saying. Like, why didn't this open like Halloween Town Two did with a recap of the last movie? It's like also like the audacity of Disney Channel. Like, this isn't fucking Harry Potter, guys. Like, you like you don't have like this mythos where they're like, all right, well you know everybody knows what's going on in Halloween Town like this is our fringe like the confidence that they had to jump into this movie without like a recap whatsoever is wild if you don't know what Halloween Town is who these characters are You're fucking and what lost. happened like, in the past couple of movies you are done you are just done um but so we cut into the Cromwell house I think it is actually the same house no it's not least, it's, I literally have a note later on that it is not the same house I, I if you like definitely not interior wise exterior wise it looks kind of similar to the oh one maybe the ex- I was just talking about interior it's not yeah the same no house. interior interior it's entirely freaking different uh but exterior it looks kind of the same but here's the thing, right? How much time has had to have passed between the last two movies? I mean, the last movie and this movie. They, a great fucking question. Well, no, 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 here's the thing. In the first one, she's like just about to turn 13. Yeah. And then in like the second one, she's like just starting high school, I think. So it's only been like, it's been like exactly one year, I'm pretty sure, or something like that. Um, 
And then in this one, it, they are referencing the other movie like it just happened. But they like, clearly all aged like a decade. <laughs> Disney Channel really got unlucky with picking these kids to play these roles. Because as we noted in, Cal- in Halloween Town 2, they age so quickly. Like they, like Marnie looked older only three, so much older only three years later. Dylan looked so much older only three years later. Sophie kind of stagnated that she was fine, but now she looks much older. I'm not throwing shade or being insulting. I'm just saying like in terms of how much they've grown, they grew up in three years, both times Disney Channel got a swing and a miss in terms of consistency. Okay, so I will say this. And guys, I try to be like really, really nice on this podcast and I try to not offend people, but I'm going to say one thing and you guys have to let me have this as my special Halloween gift. Marnie is at her cutest here. Sophie, not so much. (laughs) Sophie has hit an awkward stage that we all hit. I hit it too, but it's hitting her hard in this movie. Well, it also barely matters because she's barely even in the Oh, she has two lines. She is. I also said Sophie is collecting a paycheck here. She says two lines, collects her money, and she leaves. She's done. Also, if they were good, like, they should have pretended that more time had passed because you're right, they were referencing it. Like, the portal had been opened yesterday, and I was like, you guys yeah. look like you are filing your first 401k. This like it has to, and it and it has to be at least like a year or more later. It has to be. Yeah. I would I would assume three years because she kind of might be a senior in high, in high school. I, that might have just been. I a, think uh, she's sixteen, or we're to believe she's sixteen. Uh, I could I also know. be it's totally very, fucking making. Yeah, that it's up. really vague. Um. But so she's like, oh, I'm going to give these council members a piece of my mind. They should be thanking me. I should be getting a parade. I saved Halloween Town um, and opened the portal. Like, I, this is awesome. And they don't care. And, like, their family's all like, yeah, we've heard this a million times. You know, it's all this stuff. And so she has this plan where she wants to bring kids from Halloween Town into the mortal world to go to school to, like, you know, expose them to mortal society. I think I wrote down why. Like, why is this necessary? There doesn't seem to be a lot of, like, clear motivation behind this program that she's, like, so desperate to push through. First of all, it's what she says later on, like, much later on, where she's like, I wanted to do this so, like, she basically wants to change the way the entirety of the world works and, like, let everybody know, yeah, werewolves and goblins and stuff all exist and they're really, really That's nice. That's like a big ask. That's like a, it's big a big ask. ask. It's a big ask. But, and then she, because she says she doesn't want to feel like the child of two worlds. She wants, like, like the being the born in the mortal world and, like, finding out she's a witch later. She wants them to well, all just, Well, that sounds like, like a you problem, Marnie. Like, well, <laughs> you don't have to change the whole world just because you're slightly inconvenienced. I guess. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, no, no, right, I'll get into it in a second. But there's a lot of confusing things about that notion that I'm going to get into. But so the clock chimes and then she's like, oh, is that them? And they're like, no, you'll know what it's them. And then she immediately gets teleported away. And then they're like, oh, With some terrible time. CGI into like a courtroom. Yeah. Although I will say number one thing that I think this movie nails is the, the set design for this film is awesome. What do you fucking mean? They are like the set design. They're not even in Halloween town once they're in a fucking high school. No, that's what I'm saying. There's like the new sets that they have to build for Halloween stuff. Like the council room is really cool with like the spinning podium that she has to stand on and the freaking uh, kids hideout in the that school. That is cool. Is so that is cool. that. I do they have to know that. that, that they're both that's decorated funny. and designed super cool. Uh, but so she gets put in front of this council and the, again, the Halloween Town again, Council. Again, we're not in Halloween <laughs> Town for too, enough of this movie, but again, the same problem that I raised before, I will raise again. Try a little harder with these Halloween Town characters, guys. Just put in the base amount of effort to have someone look like a something. One of the people on this council is just a pumpkin head. Yeah, he's just a pumpkin man. What the 
fuck is that? Also, what is the person with six arms? Yeah, that one they pulled out of their asses. Like it's like, <laughs> like it's like a centipede guy kind of where he has like six arms all tied to his body. It's like the pincushion lady from the first one. They were just like they're yeah, playing cowboy. It's like the one. same thing, but like still just as fucking stupid. Like yeah. what is that? Uh, but like so she gets pulled in and she's like, hey, listen, you know. I did a really cool thing. You guys should be thanking me. Uh, I think it's a great thing that the portal's open. And then, like, the lead council member is like, Marty, Marty, you're not on trial. We want to thank you. The fact that you opened the portal is really, really great. And she's like, oh, thanks. Uh, do I get a parade? Because she said she wanted a parade. But the thing I was going to say, sorry, we got off track of it, is that we've never, the Halloween Town Council has never been established prior no, to this film. No, no, nothing has been established. As far as we were aware, Calabar, who was the mayor of Halloween Town, was the only form of authority there was. There, And I guess his fall has like changed how Halloween Town runs or something. Yes, I get, apparently they don't tell us that. Yeah, this is one of the things the movie tries to do a lot, which is to add to the lore of Halloween Town in certain ways. And some of it works. Like, I'm, I'm okay with the council, like, existing, like, whatever. Some of it's kind of weird. No, but the, about it jumping right the fuck in, like, not just with the council, but, like, immediately, like, the conversation they have, if you're watching the time scroll on the bottom, it's like, you're five yeah. minutes into the movie, and they're like, um, yeah, so we're here to thank you. Also, like, um... It's this, we're a little worried about this. And Marnie's like, I bet all of the Cromwell magic. And they're like, done. And then she's back. And I was like, yeah, whoa. Uh, the, the, this is the one time I didn't really notice the pacing issue until you put it into words. And I'm like, yeah, that is probably the point, the thing that I was feeling throughout it. But definitely this opening. Yes, this opening. Rushed. All of a sudden so she's rushed. back in the house. There's five minutes of this movie are done. And she's already bet her entire family's magic. The project's yeah. happening already. I was like, holy shit, we are right in the thick of it aren't we yes um but yeah so they're like listen it's fine you open the portal it's great don't worry about it which it is something another thing that they add it was never established that when she opened the portal at the end of the second film that it was just like open, open for forever everybody. thank you like for everybody thank you. I like thought anyone I was drunk. can just come through i was like no it's just <laughs> i was like was that established in the last one that now we are just fucking willy-nillying between worlds well, it's also not crazy to the, for that to be the case. It just never was specifically said. No, I know it's not crazy, but like they didn't say that at a certain point, and I right. just blacked it out. Yeah, like here's what I'm saying: the fact that this movie came out three years apart from the second one really did it some favors because I'm sure a lot of people forgot uh, some of the plot points of yeah, Halloween like, Town too. You, but if you watch them back to back, so much. you're gonna be really confused. Uh, but so he's like, oh, but you're so you have this idea. That you want to basically have kids from Halloween Town come to school in the mortal world. That's what you want. And she's like, yeah, humans have changed. Like, and, and again, a backstory. Halloween Town was created because all the Halloween creatures felt persecuted in the human world. So they fl- made this magical dimension that they could all live in and peace and harmony and whatever. That also kind of isn't true, as we'll get into a little bit later. It's not true. It's not no, true at all. It's confusing. Uh, so she's like, humans have changed. They're going to be super cool with Halloween creatures. And I feel like you guys, like Halloween creatures should get to know humans a little more, and, you know, get their society stuff down, etc. I think that's what should happen. And then the, the whole council's like, no, that's a terrible idea. Mortals are the worst. They hunted us for centuries. And is this where we first get the, the, the knights. knights? They introduce it here. Yeah. So there's, uh, they, they're they worried about the Knights of the Iron Dagger, which admittedly is a cool name. It's, it's a cool pretty name. cool. It's, it's a, a dope-sounding cool. name. It's a dope-sounding name. 
Um, and then she's like, no, you don't have to worry about that. I would, I'd like, I'd like bet my, like all the Cromwell magic that it's going to be fine to bring kids here. And then the centipede guy is like, ah, oh, she said it. She said it. You heard her. Ah, you but dumb bitch. But for that bitch. to be like an idiom that she like slips up and uses, that would have to be like something she said before. Like, it's so unnatural of her to be like, I would bet all the Cromwell magic. Like, why would you bet your own magic? Like, why would that well, be a saying you would use? And she was like, wait, what? What did I say? Like, she doesn't, like, I wish she either like did it on purpose or it actually made sense that it was an accident you know what i mean I, well it kind of made sense to me because marty's kind of an idiot like it makes sense to me that like marty would like screw it's something just, like, up too convenient so that would be the words that she chose and that's really a thing you could oh, do. okay I'll, I'll agree with you that it's convenient but at the same time i didn't think it was out of character for her but so then they they immediately blast her ass straight back to the mortal world blast her ass right back to suburbia yeah it's, it's a very violent transition they always do and so there then she like gives the lowdown to her family being like yeah so they're gonna let us do it the whole program but thing. i bet but all also, of our magic i bet all the cromwell magic and they're like wait what why would you do that she's like well i, this I, is I, thought it was I like made a- the note that debbie reynolds looks literally younger than i do that woman doesn't have a fucking pore on <laughs> her face in this movie i i miss debbie reynolds so much it's not even funny it is she's ageless and also you know one again very positive thing about this movie in the past two films both debbie reynolds and the mom have been su- side swiped away to focus on the kids in they're this film, in it a lot more in in they're in it a ton a more especially debbie reynolds and debbie reynolds the entire time is just wonderful and magical and i love her i mean we've said this in the past movies but she's absolutely amazing in this yeah of course of course she commits to this shit in a way that so no one else in the movie does. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's what we've said in literally every episode, that she just makes you believe that every like her magical, saying all a her spell, magical like, and she is committing to this yes. spell, like, like it is real magic. Like, I believe her. Like, you would think that she'd be like, okay, I'm doing, you know, these kids' movies, whatever. I was in Singing in the Rain. I'm better than this. No. Yes. She, she's she not. Is like, she does she not think like she's better than this. She is giving it. it her all. She is, and I can't think thank her enough rest in peace debbie reynolds you're a queen uh but so they're like we're gonna get do it the magic's on the line but i'm sure it's gonna work out fine because we don't and have then to they have the, the beat here luke where they're like um she's like they said this crazy thing about knights and gwen the mom is like oh like don't worry that's literally like a story that pe- parents mm-hmm. in halloween town tell their kids to scare them like it's like the boogeyman right. for us is what how she explains yes. away and then this is also a good joke <laughs> Which, uh, is it a good joke where she says that she went on a one date with the boogeyman? I was yeah, like, I right. laugh. Also, was Gwen really the hottest bitch in Halloween Town? Like, this is multiple times her dating life in, back in the day has come Gwen up. Gwen could get it. As Marnie could too. They're both, they are both very active it, on the dating scene. It comes scene. up in this film. All the Cromwell ladies are big flirts. They're big um, Yes, Aggie is too. Aggie wow. is. Yeah. Guess magic uh, is the, isn't the only thing that runs in this family. Yeah. Also horniness. Uh, uh. No, but no, but I did think this is a good joke where she's like, uh, yeah, it's like the boogeyman. And then uh, Aggie's like, oh, he's back in town and he's asking about you. And then like, mom, you went on a date with the boogeyman? She's like, one time. I thought that was kind of funny. There's a bunch of, there's not like a big like, humor factor in this movie but there's a couple small little there's a few good things the other thing that made me laugh here which was not intentional laughter but so they do this night thing they're like one time like ha 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 and they cut to their backyard yeah okay we need to talk about this (laughs) there's like a full knight in a suit of armor like you see like the foot step onto the grass and like the the, like 
creak and I burst into hysterical laughter. I was like, yeah. it is impossible to make this clunky ass night suit scary. The thing is, is this is going to happen multiple times throughout the film. We're going to cut away and see like a, a gloved hand like with chain mail on. Who and, like, is in. this? Who is that's this? A, that's the thing, right? Is okay. Here's the thing. This doesn't matter. No one ever interacts with another person in a night suit. And it never comes to like fruition in like a Scooby-Doo way where they like will like pull off the helmet and we reveal who that fucking knight is. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 they, they, the knight never confronts them in the suit. It's exclusively for the audience. So the audience knows, oh, the knights are a thing. Which is weird though, because the knight thing is almost Monty Python-esque funny. Right. But it's also pointless to the entire plot of the film, which like it's a good red herring, but in the world of the film makes no no sense. Yeah. Um. But so then we cut to the next morning. It's the first day of school. And they're like trying to get the house ready for all the this kids This is where I come. said Sophie's collecting a fucking check. <laughs> yeah. she Because like that's the problem is when you set this movie in high school, only Dylan and Marnie are close enough in age to be going to school together. It's also just such a disservice though. Because like, and some fans were talking about it on Twitter. So appreciate uh, props to you guys for bringing this up. As we have said in previous eps, re-Halloween Town, Sophie was the only one who was good at magic. She's the she's arguably better than Marnie at it. And, like, arguably better than a lot of them. She was the only useful person in these films, and we've now completely sidelined her, which is a problem that I have with this movie. One of the, that and Definitely. Favorite. But they kind of do, they kind of do that to Gwen, too, because since it's at a high school, they can't just have the mom around the high school all that time. But they pay it, pay it to us back with even more Debbie Reynolds, which is a okay trade I'm always happy except to I, receive that. Except gift. I would like to have Sophie be involved in the plot Gwen is a little bit better in this movie, though. Like, the last one, she was literally just at that dance alone trying to get her dick wet. Like, now she's she's a little bit more active here. That's what I'm saying, is they clearly stepped it up with her, but they knocked Sophie down so many pegs that she's not even in, like, the climax of the movie. This is getting ahead of myself, and I know that, but really quickly, um, is Sophie even in the fourth one? I think she's in it for a second. Because uh, Marnie goes to Halloween Town for college, and I think she, like, shows up, says goodbye to uh, Marnie, and then isn't in the rest of the movie. Collect that check, girlfriend. Get yep. that Get bread. that money. Of course, Dylan is in a ton of the next movie. If you, The fact that these fucking executives cut Kimberly J. Brown and brought back <laughs> Dylan, I cannot believe that. But okay, also they're all getting ready for high school in this scene in the beginning. Yeah. And guess what Dylan has on? I said, messenger bag, everybody drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're like, okay, we got to get this place ready. Here's some honey roasted goblin, or no, grasshopper flakes for the go- gremlin whose name is Bobby that's coming. And there's actually a kind of decent joke where she puts them on the shelf and then they like chirp a little bit and she's like, oh, they're extra fresh. And I, again, I was, that's just a cute, tiny little joke that I enjoyed. Um, so then Marty's like, okay, we got to, if this, I got to, you know, make room for them because obviously they can't all fit in this here place. And so she's like, I'm going to try a construction spell. And then he is like, Dylan's, of course, Dylan's main purpose in these films. Is to just be a fucking Debbie Downer? That's what he does. It's just like point out when like things probably won't work. And then like say mean things to his sister and then be the smart one. That's pretty much his bit. And so she's, he's like, oh, isn't that level two? And she's like, you know, I'm practically done with level one. And then he's like, that means you're still level one. And I was like, Marty's still freaking level one? At the end of Halloween Town 2, she, she was freaking- She looks 25, so that's why it's hard to believe. Well, not even that. It's just at the end of Halloween Town 2, she was freaking Magic Mary Magdalene or whatever, where she had like the crown of magic flowing off of her. <laughs> she could open the goddamn portal. Magic and Mary been... Magdalene? Did you- Yeah, whatever. Uh, you know what I mean. And like, and freaking- She was a magical prostitute. Yes. <laughs> uh, but and 
and like Aggie had clearly spent time training her in the last movie. Why is she still sucky at magic? Because she sucks. We've established this. So she fails, and then Gwen comes in and does it. She shrinks the house. And the house really expands, and they have a hallway yeah. for them to live in. We never see it again. Continuing. Yeah, we see it for like a second. Um, and then, uh, then we introduce another weird new concept that they just treat as always being a thing, which is the witch's glass. That was a thing come... before. Was it? I feel like it wasn't. Are we thinking of a crystal ball? Well, the, yeah, there was the, you're right. There was the thing in Halloween had to that she used to look in on her friends in Halloween town. There was a way for them to communicate though. Like there was a. Oh, you're thinking of the headphone. Oh, am I thinking of the headphone? You're thinking of the headphones. The little shrunken heads they gave to okay, each other. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. But, but then there was right. also like a computer thing she was, I don't know. All right, you know, you're, that's ghoul chat. And it was, if we have roasted the ghoul chat existence in Hollywood, because it, <laughs> it had to do with nothing. Because it had to do with nothing. But no, but so yes, there was a thing in Halloween Town too. There was like a crystal ball that Aggie looked at and saw people in Halloween Town, which I could maybe see being that. But they're basically magic cell phones are what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's literally it, like vibrates and you has like dials you can set to like the the ringer and stuff like that. It's a magic cell phone. Got and it. She pu- and she pulls it out and she's like, oh, grandma's calling on the witch's glass. It's, it's like oh, they have like a Skype video call being like, oh, sorry, I'm just getting the kids all ready to come. Uh, so we'll just meet you right at school. And they're like, and then Dylan's like, uh, you realize grandma's not the most subtle, right? Like, what if she shows up in the giant flying orange school bus? And then they're like, oh, she would. Actually, she totally would do that. We need to get to the school right now. Which So they dash off to the school. And once again, they are so embarrassed that the school bus was a thing. Like, they refuse to show us the school bus again. I didn't get that vibe. Well, I'm just saying it wasn't in the last movie either. Last, they're oh, all about the portal. It? No, it wasn't in two. And we were, remember because the, the, they just make the portal. And we were like, wait, you could make a portal? Oh, you're right. Okay, so we've just never seen that school bus again. Got it, got it, got it, got it. No, it's a movie one only thing. Because I get, I, I, admittedly, you know they don't want to CGI it. You know they yeah, don't want to yeah. CGI that. Uh, so they are at the front of school. They're like, well, I don't see the school bus. So maybe we're okay. Maybe she's, you know, learned the art of subtlety. And then she pulls up in like this jalopy. Clown orange. car. Basically yeah, a clown car. Well, it's, it is a clown car. She's wearing more mortalish clothes. She's wearing like a big grandma sweater and a scarf instead of her usual. Oh, is she wearing a scarf, Luke? Because the one fashion note I have for this movie is I have never seen any more scarves in my goddamn life. Everyone in this film is wearing a scarf all mm-hmm. the time. They are wearing statement scarves because it's the early 2000s. These skinny little scarves, like Aggie's in a scarf. Marnie's in a scarf. That other witch girl, Cassandra, scarf. They are scarfed up every single scene. All scarfed up, nowhere to go. All scarfed um, up, nowhere to go. Um, speaking of which, so she's like, oh, sorry, we're a little bit late, but here's everybody. And yeah, it's like a joke. It's a clown car because, you know, magic, everything's bigger on the inside. There's also a dumb joke about her having leprechauns drive for her, which isn't that funny. And then they Um, they wasted CGI money on those two tiny leprechauns. Why don't you just have her fucking wave to them and not show them? I didn't need to fucking see them. Uh, Well, I I don't think green screening them in is as much money as CGIing them. But yes, they wasted. No Um, point for me seeing the leprechauns at the pedal. But so then a bunch of the kids come out like one by one. And my one fashion note, I know that's what <laughs> you have, is that they're... Luke, if it's the same one as me, I'm going to scream. What is my it? My one note is that they, I like how they themed it that they're pretty much all wearing Halloween colors. Like they're all wearing orange or like brown or something. That's your one note. Yeah, that's I like that. That's your one note? 
Yeah, I liked that. I liked that they were like, yeah, everyone's like, you know, wearing Halloween colors. My note, Halloween time. My oh, note which is the note everyone should have, Lucas Crabiel. Oh, yeah. cannot <laughs> stay away from a sassy hat, can he? No, no, he, he, wears, he, wears, he wears a couple sassy hats in this movie. Who is the costume designer in this movie? Was no. it the same costume designer as, how, as fucking High School Musical? I fully believe Lucas Grabeel brings his own hats on, on onto whatever set he's brought on. I don't know where to go with this because, like, he is dressed like Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye from the Straight for the Straight Guy. Like, he is so flamboyantly dressed in this film. Does he not become the romantic lead in the next film? I believe so. Yes. Does he still keep wearing these hats? I don't remember. I this is nothing has shook me like this because I did not remember him dressing. I can tell because I can tell because the amount of time we're spending on it. Call him Ranch because he'd be dressing in this movie. I don't know if the artist is trying to make him look like a warlock, like out of place, but it's pretty bonkers. Uh, but so this is where we're gonna meet our supporting cast here. Um, some of them are entirely unimportant. I feel they really overreached with the number of kids that were gonna be from Halloween Sound because some of them are explicitly not important. There, I actually wrote them all down. Because I'm a completionist. We have a gremlin whose name is Bobby. Cassie, who's a witch. Uh, there's a werewolf whose name is Pete. There's Natalie, who's a troll, who's played by Kelsey from High School Musical. Uh, there's a Chester, who's an ogre. Uh, there's Ethan, who's Luke Scrabeel, who's a warlock. There's a wood nymph, her name is Nancy. And then there's a cat girl and like a weird zombie looking guy that do not I had a name. question about those two, too. That's where they phoned it in. I was like, is this girl just a cat? And then that guy... Frankenstein, maybe? Zombie? I got more of a zombie vibe because his face looks more like gaunt. But I don't know. Also, I think the cost, at least here, the costume designers, they have it out for fucking Alyssa Rulin again. She was wearing a hat here again. And I was like, this has to stop. Also, can you riddle me this, dude? What? Why does Debbie Reynolds have to teach at the school? Yeah, okay. So (laughs) hang on. We're going to get to that in a second. But so uh, Marnie's like, okay, you guys all look great. This is going to be cool. I've got all your schedules. Here's all your stuff. Let me walk you right in. And then Aggie's like, all right, I got to go see a man about a job. And she goes into the principal's office and is like, hello, Principal Flanagan. It's Aggie Cromwell. And he's like, oh, yes, you're with all the foreign exchange students. And there is a gag that they're all from, they're saying they're all from Canada. Hilarious. Yeah. Which is a thing I feel like in a lot of like kids shows from this time where it's like, when you have, like, a monster or something that you're trying to pass off, you're like, oh, you know, he's just from Canada or something. Yeah, I think Disney leaned on this trope heavily. Actually, yeah. you're so right. I didn't pick up on that. But they've definitely yeah. done this before. Uh, there, but there also is a good joke that Mag- uh, that uh, Aggie doesn't know what that is. And so she's always like, where are we from again? And then she's like, can't yes. just, like, write it down for her on a piece of paper. So Aggie is apparently going to be a teacher at the school, which is crazy because I, I, I'm 100% sure she doesn't have the credentials for that. And she faked them no, like, through No, in magic. no universe. And, like, no. why did they think they could pass her off as one? I know it's for a gag. What was their plan here? Because she can't teach anything. Well, I think I think in universe, the idea was that if you're going to have so many kids come, like, you need to have, like, a teacher who, like, to help regulate them kind of thing. And so she was like, all right, I'll just pretend to be a teacher. I'll magic up some fake credentials or whatever. But, like, the amount of slack this school cuts her for how bad bad she is at teaching is oh, insane. And then at the end of the movie, she she it's implied she's going to continue to teach there. Yes, and it's yes. Like, no, what? No, no, don't do that. Also, like, why didn't they just have her teach like fucking drama or something? Something uh, that doesn't requ- like require knowledge of math. Like that yeah. was the other thing that. Blew yeah, they start her off in science, which is a bad call. Um, but also in this scene, we meet uh the principal, Principal Flanagan. 
um who's just talking about like oh all these kids you got all your paperwork done so fast it's like magic and she's like ah yeah you know whatever and we see the return of her uh bag that's like a living monster crocodile this gag goes on too long i said what i said yeah it also looks really bad the cgi is bad and for something that doesn't really go anywhere we see it way too much definitely um although there is a good joke here where the bag like sneaks away from her and eats the principal's bird and then she like covers it up really quickly so that he just thinks it like flew away and then and, as like, she's that walking would have been fine but we don't need to that was cute and that was funny but like why are we still wrestling with the bag in every other scene right after they no, but the good gag is is that he's like oh no where'd my bird go and he's like looking around the office and he's like peepers and i thought just the way he delivers peepers was really funny but so they're going through the halls and like looking over their schedules and uh, we learned that uh, Alyssa Rulin, uh is okay. a, is much like Dylan, a nerd, guys. They're both Does such Calculus nerds. Does Calculus exist in Halloween Town? That's the thing. Okay, that, yeah, let's, this let's get into this. world building is where it falls apart for me. Like, yeah. they don't know anything about the human world and, like, don't understand how humans eat, but she's an AP Calc. So, like, do they teach, like, physics Calculus and, in Halloween and Town? Sophista, like, science? Because it seems like a waste when you have people that can do actual magic. Yeah, no fucking shit, it's a waste. And she's like, yeah, I'm an AP Calc. I was like, in what universe do you know that? And she's also gonna ascend to be the co-president of the science club. And I'm like, wait, so there is science in Halloween Town? Uh, I don't, whatever. I also will say, as I'm shitting on this left and right, I do love her in this movie and her character was always my favorite in this movie. Well, because they give her the most scream time out of everybody, even more than Ethan, who becomes really important to the plot later. Um, and then while they're walking through the halls, uh, she turns away from a second and then turns back and then she's like, hey, come on, get with the rest of the group to a person and then she sees like a shirt hanging out and then she's like, and lose the tail and she grabs to rip it off and then the guy's, it's a guy and he's like, whoa, what? It's a sweater. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were with uh, my kids here. And then he's like, oh no, uh, hi, my name's Cody. I'm new. And, uh, and hey, so this could be her romantic interest for the film. Hey, why isn't Luke one of the kids that came to the school with them? What? Why isn't Luke one of the kids that came to the mortal world to go to school with them? I'm just gonna throw that question out right now. I don't understand what you're saying. Why isn't Luke in this movie? Who's Luke? Oh, the goblin boy you love. Oh my God. Why isn't he here? What happened to him? Oh my God, I didn't even think about him. Yeah, like if you're having teenagers from Halloween Town. I can't um, believe I just said, who's Luke? Yeah, I know. I'm he, really disappointed. Oh my God, I love him. I know. What I'm happened really, to him? I'm really disappointed in you. Why didn't he come to Halloween Town High? That's what I'm saying. If you're having kids that are going to come to Mortal Worlds, why would you not have the one who like trusts Marnie explicitly? And would be they like, yeah, let's go to an OTP world. for me. What? I know. I, so heads up, guys. Um, Sub Demon, that's your boy. I remember this movie completely wrong. And this is Marnie's in- love interest throughout this movie. First up, he is the, a, the fucking guy for American Horror Story. I was like, is this sure. guy from American Horror Story? Googled it afterwards. Yes, he is. He plays like a psychopath in all American Horror Story stuff. Well, he also plays a bit of a psychopath in this movie. <laughs> but like, he's not actually bad in this movie. No, Spoiler that's the alert. Okay, yeah. I okay. Rem- and I think I had like Mandala effect where like because of AT, like American Horror Story, I like made him in my mind as evil in this movie. I was like, oh, he's the knight. He, like, it's the same thing that happens. In my mind, Marnie is always just out out there chasing that bad boy dick. And, like, it always gets her into trouble. Which is what happened in the second one. And I thought this happened again where, like, she was into this guy and he ends up being the knight. 
That's not the case at all. No. The knight is the principal. Right. Which I remembered him being the red herring. And the no, real I'm... bad guy is fucking Lucas Grabeel, who gets zero screen time. Yeah. But also, no, I did remember that the principal was the knight. I remember that. I didn't... I was kind of confused about how this character... His name's Cody, by the way. This boy... Um, how he related to it. But here's the thing. He is a red herring. He is not related to any any of the night stuff. I literally think they cut the goblin boy and put in Cody just to have him be a red herring. Uh, probably. But also the problem with that is, is that, that like, the reason he works as a red herring is because you always see him doing kind of weird stuff where, like, yes, he's trying to learn more. Yes, shady shit, left and right. And he also is a fucking psycho in all yeah. his other roles. <laughs> and, and so you're thinking, like, okay, so there's clearly something up with this guy, but then it's proven there's nothing up with this guy, but then that means he's a colossal creep, and he's obsessed with Marnie. Yes, because all of the things you've shown me heretofore of him doing were fucking weird. Yeah, and it doesn't work. It's real weird. Uh, but so, yeah, they have, like, a weird little meet-cute where she, like, you know, like, is smiling at him. And I was like, oh, hey, you know, well, i uh, sorry, you can't join the group because, you know, we're this a Canadian thing. Especially, it's my senior project. That's what she says. It's my That's senior project. That's her senior like, project, so she's supposed to be 18. Right, but she, I, I guess. But I'm saying, I don't know if that was just a BS thing that she made up on the spot. I don't know if that's, like, meant to be accurate. But so, um, the, but she's, the bell rings, they gotta go. Uh, then she, he's like, oh, I hope I'll see you. And then she's like, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a small school. You know, I'm sure I'll see you around. It's a pretty big school, by the way. We see a decent amount of it. It's, it's a, a massive big, school. It's, it's like a pretty it's big high school. size. It's huge. So then we cut into science class that Aggie is teaching for a very dumb reason. And this is what I, when I said, of all the things, why must she teach Kim? Yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad fit. Um, admittedly, history is a better fit, which she does later. But even then, that doesn't really work out. Um, and so she sits down and Cody's already there and she goes up to her grandma and the grandma's like, and she's like, remember, keep it cool, grandma. You're just a teacher. And she's like, oh, don't worry, dear. I've got this. Also, I found a great place for us all to meet, uh, at lunch or halfway through the school day or whatever and hands her a little piece of paper with a number on it. And so she goes to sit down next to Cody. She like reaches down and gets something out of bed and Cody immediately just oh, looks straight at the note and be like, oh, what's up with this? Huh? He doesn't just like look at it. He like pulls it out of her yeah. book like a big old creep. Yeah, he's he's creeping on her for reals. And so then she's like, welcome to science. Uh, and then there's, okay, this is one of the freaking weirdest things that happens in this movie. So there's these two kids that are talking in front of the class. And she and they're like, okay, oh, uh, this makes yeah, no yeah, sense. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh man, look at her. She's so weird. She doesn't even know what she's doing. Like really weird, generic bully banter. Like not even like explicitly mean. Just being like, this old broad doesn't look like she knows what she's doing, which she doesn't. No, spoiler alert, does not. No. And then she comes up to him and she's like, oh, Mister Whatever. I had really hoped we could be all get along and be friends. I'll have you know, I have quite the temper and then she like they cgi like her eyes popping out of her head and her face like being weird and like, like, like ghoulish freak. almost like fucking like nightmare before christmas like her eyes pop out of, no not by christmas beetlejuice it's very beetlejuice beetlejuice or, yeah, yeah i was gonna say uh like large marge from uh peewee where the where that just happens to a person like just really weird and then she's just like okay open your books chapter one and i was like aggie Everyone can see you. Yeah, they, she was not hidden from view. No, like, I'll give her credit for the magic that's about to happen being kind of unintentional, but, like, no, you can't just do that, Aggie. What are you doing? Uh, it's really freaking weird. It comes right out of nowhere. Um, and so then she's like, okay, now let's get started. You combine this sulfur with this iron and you'll get a puff of green smoke. And then she puts iron and sulfur in a test tube, puff of green smoke, and a parrot's there. 
Marnie runs up and says, like, Grandma, you can't do magic. And she's like, well, I didn't, you know, really mean to. I'm sorry. It's uh, magic. I'm, you know, all I know is magic. Whatever. Uh, and then so... Great Debbie Reynolds impression, by the way. Thank you. I worked on it. So we cut to the end of the class. And then uh, Marnie leaves and goes to the hallway and is trying to find... The clubhouse that she gave her the number to. And it's a locker number, correct? Yeah, it's a locker. And she opens it on, I guess the combination was on the other side of the note or whatever, opens it. And then she's like, huh, that's weird. It's just an empty locker. I wonder if magic is at play, which money, <laughs> like she didn't say that, but she's just like confused. I wonder if magic is at play. But no, but no, she like looks at it and it's like, huh, that's weird. It's just an empty locker. And I'm like, Marnie, you don't Probably bitch. magic, bitch. It's probably magic. And then sure enough, This is the third like, movie. Get your head in the game. Maggie like reaches her hand in and through like a magic portal and pulls her in. And this is their secret clubhouse. And it's Rat which is dope. Hell. Which is dope. It's so rad. It's like they've got like like drawers of like of like potions and stuff, and this big fireplace with a pumpkin. And yeah, there's like that big back wall, like all those tiny little drawers. It's really cool. It's real dope. And so uh, this is, and then uh, all the kids take off their human suits because they can relax in here. This was uh, cool and this cute. This is cool. It's cool. It's it's pretty neat. We see everybody out of costume and I uh, like this reveal. And also it really makes you like look back in stark contrast. Do you remember how bad the Halloween Town makeup was in Halloween Town 1? Like they yes. put they put actual elbow grease into this. Like they also, actually paint um, a guy's face blue and the stuff. The werewolf is really cute. Okay. He is. Uh, I don't remember his name, but whoever unzips to be a werewolf, his human actor is hot. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the werewolf was hot. And I was like, Emma, you and the monster boys, you just can't get enough. No, not as a werewolf, as a human. He's very attractive. Pete. His name is Pete. And it, if you can't accept him at his werewolf, you don't deserve him as human. Whatever. Also, also, his costume is really good. Like, they put, again, they put real elbow grease into oh, it. Alyssa Rulins is cute. Yeah. Her, like, pink. She's like, I like their iteration of, like, this troll kind of being, like, a Justin Timberlake and a Kendrick troll. Yes, and it works. I like it, too. Oh, also, hang on. Real quick, by the way, we said, like, all these monsters take off their human suits, by the way. That just means getting, like, new clothes for Cassandra and Lucas, because they're just witches. Oh, yeah, they're one. literally the exact same. Yeah, it's just, uh, Cassandra just puts on, like, a big robe, and then Lucas puts on, like, a, uh, I think I would just call him Lucas. I mean, Ethan. Also, like, by big robe, like, literally something from Party City. They throw on this Cassandra girl like a witch's cloak the other thing I wanted to say was I do love did love the human suit of the little fairy the wood nymph the little wood fairy or share her whole thing like zips and falls to the ground and she's just like a tiny little fairy she's cute yeah it's cute Uh, but I think that's the last we see at school for the day and they all go home and then uh, the head council guy from Halloween Town calls Marnie or calls Aggie to, to like ask how the day went. I think his name is Dalloway. I think his name, I know his first name is Edgar. I think it's Edgar when Dalloway. When did we find out Galloway? that he's Lucas Graviel's father? Uh, when I is that like, dot filled in for us? I think like here or maybe a bit later uh, where he's like, because he asks like, oh, so how did everything go today? And she's like, great. Everyone seems to be fitting in good. And he's like, and there wasn't any danger. And then she's like, nope, nothing to be afraid about. And then I think he says like, oh, my son. Uh, certainly one not be afraid of anything or something like along those lines. But I don't think it's explicitly stated until a little bit later. Uh, but so that's, the, that's the extent of the phone call is just him ask, saying, how'd everything go? Any danger? No? Great. Okay, cool. But then all the kids come out and are like, danger? What, did he mean the night's like, what? And I was like, guys, nothing happened. What are you scared about? It's really a weird scene. Also, like, 
They are so unconcerned about the possibility of losing their magic. Well, yes, because they're also, as we've seen in all the films, the Cromwells are very full of themselves because they know they're really (laughs) great at magic. So they're like, ah, we're going to crush this. Don't worry about it. Like, even when things start to get a little bit real here, like, they're still like, it's not until, again, this is a pacing thing, until like the very fourth quarter, they're like, fuck, we might actually lose our magic. They are very confident that they're well, totally does, fine. It, it, it does drive a wedge between her and Aggie later on. When, but in like, the when, at the very end. Well, no, no, about in the middle when like half the kids leave. Then like Aggie's oh, okay. like, was it, it was like, it wasn't your place to bet our magic and now we might lose it, you dumb idiot. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but, but in any case, so the kids come out and they're like, oh, the knights? And they're like, nah, there's no knights. Don't worry about it. It's cool kids. Um, So then it cuts to the next day at school and uh they're like walking in and then she's like uh and then i think kel i uh, see i almost called her kelsey i think natalie uh the troll girl is like hey you don't need to walk us to our classes we know where they are but did we miss the scene where she debriefs with the mom and grandma and she's like i met a boy he uh, likes me or is that oh, yeah that, that happened no that happened at the house you're right i skipped that and she's like and i'm just like confident bitch i love it like not just like oh i don't know but this guy she's like i met a boy he likes me i like him let's ha- make it ha-. like she immediately marnie is like he is into me. We are into each other. This is happening. Yeah, she's like, into it. We should all live with the confidence of Marty. If only. Um, because speaking of which, so they're walking in and then they're like, you don't need to show us where class are. And she's like, you know, I just want to make sure everything goes okay. Uh, then he shows up and she's like, oh, hey, hey, guys, go on to your classes. You don't need me to show them where you are. <laughs> and like uh, I said again, Marty immediately risking it for the biscuit. Like yeah. she, uh, this is this. Did you not learn your lesson in the last movie, Marty? No, 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 no. She didn't learn anything. Thank God he doesn't end up bad because she's like immediately willing to throw these kids directly under the bus just to get some ass. Marty hasn't even learned any magic since the last movie. She definitely didn't learn a lesson. True. Uh, but so she, and she, you're right. She immediately starts like standing there, like twirling her hair, being like, "Hey, how's it going, Cody?" Uh, and he's like, "Yeah." So uh, I waited for you after school, which creepy. He is a stalker. It's in this re- movie. and she doesn't care. <laughs> She's no, just like, she's oh. happy about it. Yeah, she's just like, awesome, you waited for me? That's so nice. That's not creepy or anything, even though we only talked for five seconds yesterday. For the first time ever. And then she's like, you talking to them and like twirling her hair and like fluttering her eyes. And then Aggie is in like a stairway across, like, across the courtyard motioning to her. And she's like, oh, I'm talking to the guy. Like they can't talk. And she, that happens for a little while. And then she's like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. And she runs away. And then he's like, oh, cool. And then he's like, "Hey, Marnie, do you want to go out with me on Saturday?" Yeah, that was that was that like mid like he cuts her off. She cuts off off mid sentence, and then he's like, "Yeah, that was worth three hours in front of the bathroom mirror." Which that was a good joke. You can't lie. That was a good. But joke. like, who is he saying that to himself? No, yeah, because he's a crazy person. Because <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> so the, she goes up and she's like, "Could you not clearly see that I'm trying to get some D over here, Grandma?" I was. Yeah, my she's eyes like, "Can you get up?" out of my space when I'm trying to score. Right. And then she's like, well, look, here we have a problem. And she's like, what? And someone drew a giant iron dagger in like chalk on the sidewalk. I don't know how Noah noticed that. Yeah, it's also like artfully done. Oh, it, it's done so well. Like, I was, we're led to believe, again, spoilers, the principles, the night. I guess he drew it and he did a great job. Like, he, great job. He has a future in that field. He also even like made the cross guard into the grass. Like, it's not just on the concrete. Like, he went above him beyond to draw this dagger oh yeah 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 yeah. and so they're like this is bad 
the knights are apparently real or still exist or whatever. I had a known you're like zero to a hundred real quick with the knights. Yeah. Like they are, they're not stressed about losing their magic. It is a non-threat. And then all of a sudden, like we are in it. Definitely. And it's kind of, it is a cool concept to me because it's like, well, what would the kids from Halloween Town be afraid of? Like they'd need something to be afraid of because, you know, morals are afraid of them, but what are Mm -hmm. they afraid of? So they had to create these knights. But the problem is, and I've touched on this earlier, is that that really doesn't vibe with how we understood the creation of Halloween Town. Our understanding yes, of it, it does was, not at all. Our understanding of it was that they were just like, man, mortals are dicks up to us. And I guess you could say the knights were a part of that, but it's very clear the knights want to straight up kill them all. Like they, yeah, want, they murder. want, like they want, like the world to be pure of magic and stuff like that. It, so it doesn't kind of gel, but it's a cool idea. Like so, I kind of am forgiving of it. But so uh, she makes some rain out of nothing to wash the chalk away, um, and then Flanagan comes in and is like, oh, hey, Aggie. Really sorry, we're going to try you teaching another subject because apparently you can just shuffle teachers around every other day Really nilly at this school. Also, this is another time they do the fucking bag gag, right? Where Marnie's like wrestling it. Yes, the, again, the bag comes into play. Um, There's also like the start of where Marnie sees that uh, Aggie and this guy have like a a, a far too friendly okay, relationship. Okay, all right. What is the age difference between these two people? No judgment, but I just want to know where... Aggie is swinging. They, I have to be 30 years difference in age. Oh, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I think they're relatively... I mean, he's got, like, gray hair. I mean, I don't know. I mean, black don't crack, baby. Uh, he's black, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I also said, like, give, De- give Debbie Reynolds a posthumous Oscar. Holy shit. Like, she's so, like, committed in this scene to, like, the rain spell and, like, flirting with this principal. Like, she is... Again, I said it earlier, giving it a hundred and ten percent. So like, yeah, because she's like, oh, Phil. And he, she's like, hey, Aggie. And then she's like, Aggie, Phil. Oh, you guys are on a first name basis. Which really doesn't mean anything, but whatever. Um, but so, yeah, she's teaching history now. And we go in for uh, Marnie to sit down in that class. And and this is this is a much better scene of her trying to teach, in my opinion, where she's like, oh, the Renaissance. And Columbus was such a fool. He couldn't find his socks, let alone a new continent. And I was like, wow, this movie's woke, recognizing that Columbus was an idiot and didn't do jack. Yeah, wow, this movie was ahead of its time. <laughs> it was. Then Cody's in the class, too, of course, and he hands her a note that says, do you want to go out on Saturday? And he, she's like, yeah. And then he's like, yes. He's so fucking hype, like visibly hype. Like I would, I genuinely thought that like, again, cause I didn't remember the exact details of the film. I thought maybe the main bad guy had put him under some kind of love obsession spell with Marnie to like stick close to her at all times. So he yes, would like, it know. almost seems magic. It like, almost, yeah. Well, I thought like, oh, he's definitely like a knight or like under an evil warlock spell. Like this is just this dude's normal personality. No, he's just so into Marnie. It's so crazy crazy uh then aggie starts to do a bad job teaching saying some dumb like nonsense that isn't in the history book or whatever and then marnie does a spell to move all the clocks forward so the bell rings and i thought she like actually moved time forward or something and i was like she didn't she just fucked up the clock yeah which seems like a lame lame way to do this right because in the next scene you hear someone come over the beam like can maintenance please fix all the clocks in the rooms because like and and that's another thing in this movie is none of the mortals asks ask nearly enough questions about what the hell is going on oh no Near enough questions about what happened there. No, everyone's just like, eh. uh, so then we go to lunch. Uh, Cody's like, hey, would it be uh, crazy if I uh, saved a seat for you at lunch? And she's like, oh no, it's sweet, you crazy obsessed maniac. But 
uh, actually, I'm looking for my kids. Have you seen any of them? And then he's like, oh, there's a, one of them, and it's Cassie, and she's around a table of uh, young, teenage guys eating. And the sound designer, for some reason, decided to just, like, cut These in. sounds are disgusting. These sounds are disgusting. Yeah, but it, no, but it's not just, like, like food being mashed together, because the joke is that they're teenage boys, and they cram as much food in their mouths and then try and talk. But there's, like, legit, like, pig noises. Like, like, it's really weird. Also, in this scene, when Cody comes out to Marnie in the lunchroom... Um, they are both wearing cargo pants, which I just thought was something you guys needed to know because I got my eyes on it. Um, but so she's like, Cassie, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm studying the eating habits of humans. Uh, apparently just crams my food each one and try and talk. And then she's like, that's teenage boys. Where's everybody else? Oh, they're where they always are. And she's like, huh? And so then we cut to the clubhouse. Again, we don't see nearly enough of the clubhouse in this movie. Um, so she comes in and she's like, guys, what are you all doing here? And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, we're hanging out, you know, we get to where are not we get we don't have to wear our human disguises here and she's like we don't have to we can just be chill and she's like no guys the whole point of this is that you will blend in and you know like get yourselves out there like oh bobby uh or no pete pete she's like here catch and she takes an apple and throws it in the air and like pete like climbs the walls and grabs it in his mouth and she's like see you should try out for the football team and then she's like uh chester what do you should try for the wrestling team and he's like oh well, i don't really like wrestling and then she goes, uh, oh, what do you like? And he's like, I like stamps. And he has a book of stamps. And I was like, how does he know what stamps are? Yeah, do they have stamps in Halloween Town? Why would you need a postal system when people can do magic? What? Uh, but I, just, no but I love Kimberly J. Brown's delivery of, well, there's a club for that too. And uh, she's like, come on, guys. Just like put yourself out there. You're a wood nymph, uh, Nancy. Join the gardening club. Come on, make some friends. And guys, it is time for a musical montage. Oh, Lucas Graveyard's character also like, wants to be in a play, Lu- which was the, funny. Lucas Graveyard's ambition is theater. Yeah. Does he just Ryan from High School Musical? Is that how lazy we are with this character? Yeah, I would. You know what would be fun, amazing, is if like secretly Lucas Grave, uh, Ethan from Halloween Town, decided to leave the Halloween Town world, come to the world, and then be and go really deep in his and, theater career. And, no, and, and then and maybe then be, transfer to East High. No, and then bewitched Sharpay's family into thinking that he. He's their son and then went to East High and embraced theater career. Wow, Lucas, are you writing fanfic about this? You've really thought this through. Hey, I mean, I just came up with it right now. Uh, But yeah, so he wants to be in a play. But we're going to do a musical montage now of everybody doing stuff they're good at. And it's like Lucas. And it's like Lucas Graybeal auditioning for a play and uh, Pete playing football. Yeah, everybody's doing it. They're putting themselves out there. But in any case, uh, it's it's a whatever montage. It just shows us things are happening. Because that is the problem with having all these characters is that like you really can't get much like characterization or development out of them. They're just like traits X, X, and X, you know? Yes. But uh, we are going to take a break right here and we will come back and see how it all falls down, I suppose. Oh, wow. So... Also fun, I actually have a song I get to play the, during the interstitial because this is the first Halloween Town movie to have a song associated with it. Is it the is it the, the Strange, Strange World The Strange one? World song, yeah, I get to play I that. fucking knew it. Okay, Lucas, literally, as I was watching this movie, it's so crazy how, like, you can tell. Like, there's music throughout this whole movie, and the minute the Halloween Town comes out, I was like, this is a DCOM original song. I was like, who did they make sing this? Like, this is a DCOM original cover of Living in a Strange World. Yeah. I knew it was. Yeah. I knew it was that song. I yep. didn't even Google it. I knew it. No, yeah, normally I just do like a whatever Halloween thing, but now I got a song to play. So don't conjure yourself a portal back to Halloween Town, mainly because they don't have a set for it, uh, because we'll be right back. (laughs) We don't have the budget for Halloween Town this year, folks. No, no. Don't get trapped in your witch's glass. Ah, that's better. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to 
Montage ends. And, Wait, uh, can we? Did we talk about the fact that there's a knight in their clubhouse? Oh no! Why would yeah, they have so a knight in their clubhouse <laughs> if that's what has historically haunted them? Um, no, yes, that is incredibly dumb. And I don't know if it's here or later that we see that there is a person inside in the of suit. It. Which again, who the fuck is that? Guess what? We never know. That doesn't even lead to anything. I think it's supposed to be Edgar. Which okay, yeah, we'll because a non. Magic person can't get into that clubhouse. That is a rule that has been set up. Uh, So I'm assuming it's the Dalloway, the evil bad guy. But again, it's except for one scene later, it's exclusively for the benefit of the audience so they know someone's watching. Yes. Um, But so then we cut back to the Cromwell house. They are all like gearing up, ready to go outside. And who rolls up but Cody? And he's like, hey, Marty. And she's like, oh, hey, what's up? And he's like... Uh, you know, I thought we had a date today. And she's like, oh, well, <laughs> uh, shouldn't we go on our first date for some dumb thing? This he's conversation basically, basically, is truly like two people on that. It makes no sense. Um, it's no. very clear that he thinks their date's happening now, but there was a miscommune and she thought it was at night and it's during the day. Yeah, because he apparently he just sent wrote her a note. Do you want to go out this Saturday? And, and there said, was yes. no follow up conversation. Nope. Nope. Know about when I'll be by to pick you up. Know about where we're going. Know about how I got your address. Phones exist in this universe. Like, why not give her a ring or a text? Well, that actually would have been funny if she didn't have a cell phone or something because, you know, she's magic. It just has a witch's glass. But, like, how did he get her address? No, he knows where she lives because he's a stalker. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I promised I'd take everybody to the mall. So uh, how about, can we just do tonight like I thought was happening? And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And so then they leave. They all climb into the... Uh, the Clown car. Uh, clown car. And, and then he's like, whoa, where'd everybody go? Because, you know, it's like, how could all those people... He witnesses so much magic before he realizes there's yeah. something up. That's like, nobody asks enough questions in this movie. He does ask questions eventually. When he's literally in the air on a broomstick, he's like, wait a second. <laughs> uh, so they roll up to the mall and Marty's like trying to give like a tour guidey like, uh, oh, so this is the mall. You know, it's where humans come and shop and, you know, hang out and everything thing and like while she's talking the kids start to like peel off and go and do their own things and then aggie's like oh who are you talking to and then she's like oh you know, they don't even it need her doesn't even matter it doesn't matter where they're from teenagers or teenagers they love ha, ha, the mall. Ha. everybody just kind of goes off and does like shopping or like plays mini golf the only thing of note that the teens do is that uh natalie the troll doll co- goes with dylan to the arcade to play uh some video games 
And uh, he's like, oh, you did pretty good. But notice uh, who's up top. It's uh, like Blaster Master. Blaster Blaster dude. Or something like that. Blaster dude. So yeah, he's like, Blaster dude, guilty as charged, you know, created this game. And then she's like, oh, well, not for long. I could sit and play this game with you all day. And then she's like, oh, hey, why are your glasses fogging up? And he's like, oh, no reason. And they have like a weird romance in this movie. Which I kind of was into. I was but like, it, okay with I it. was into it too, but then they don't pay it off. Well, no, they do pay it off because but they don't Dylan end up together. Because they're no, disgusted by Dylan, each other, which seems to defeat right. the whole purpose of this movie. It does. It does. Well, it more defeats the purpose of like so. Dylan. Okay, hang on. We'll get into it in a second. Uh, we'll come back to this. Uh, anyway, so yeah, they they're doing that, and she's walking around with Aggie. And then she's like, oh, so what's the deal with that boy or whatever? And she's like, oh, you know, I just had a little mix up. It's not a big deal. Uh, He's just like a guy or whatever. And she's like, oh, well, that's such a shame since he drove all the way here to track us down. And I was like, how is that not a million red flags? A million red and, flags, ladies. A million and, red and, flags, and, ladies. And she, and he's, he's like looking in a window and she, well, Marty's like, what? And he's like, look at what? And he's like, oh my gosh, Marty, Aggie, what are you guys doing here of all the balls? And then she's like, there's only one, one mall, mall in the city, town. you psycho. And, and, and here's the thing. This wouldn't be creepy had he just said, oh, why don't I come with you? I'd like to go to the mall. And then they could have been like, okay, but I mean, you're gonna have to deal with the clown car thing, I guess. But uh, other than that, it wouldn't have been creepy at all. But he decided to secretly follow them to the mall. And also, it's like, very she weird. said no, dude. She said tonight. If if I if someone's trying to date me, and I'm like, you know what? Not now. I have to lead my band of gremlins around. Like, I want them to respect my no and let me, you know, get fresh and put my highlight on for the evening and then meet me when I say so. Don't be, like, surprising me with your presence. It takes a lot of time to dress up this pig, okay? Like, that's really (laughs) annoying that she just keeps, like, fucking showing up where he's not wanted. There's also a weird moment, like we were saying with Marnie being so, having that Cromwell confidence. Uh, There's this weird moment where she has, like, a crisis of conscience here where she's like, oh, I don't know if he'll, like, really like me or something like that or like I, I don't or like I've got too much going on there's some weird thing where she's like maybe I shouldn't like pursue this and then he shows up and she's like oh hey what's up Cody uh well you know I, I'd really like to hang out but I can't leave my uh grandmother by herself and then freaking the principal shows up and is like Aggie oh so glad you're here you're here can't we? and then they like go off and have their own like side date that she arranged everyone apparently. is trying to get their dick wet at this mall well love story yeah pretty much but so then uh they go like food court like hang out you know like teens do guys also marnie is wearing a terrible bucket hat this entire scene do you remember what i'm talking about i i mean i remember her wearing a bucket hat i don't remember it's horrendous and i said if she gets ass in this bucket hat she's an american hero she's braver <laughs> than the troops like it is a <laughs> <laughs> truly heinous orange bucket hat. Um, so uh, then it cuts to some of the kids walking around uh, the mall and there's like a Halloween like pop-up shop in the uh, one of the stores and it's got like, you know, freaky monster mannequins with like wolf heads and like grotesque trolls. Obviously nothing like bloody because it's Disney Channel. Um, but then they're like, wow, so this is how they see us? Like, you know, it's like we're some kind of joke or something like that. Uh, it's like it's offensive, uh, especially Alyssa Rillins and Natalie is like, oh, so like this is a travesty. And then uh, and then and then I think these are the same like weird bullies from the science class in the beginning come by the shop and are like, oh, man, look at how look at all this Halloween stuff. Such a lame holiday. This fight doesn't really make any sense. No, because first of all, he says that. 
But he clearly, like, steps so they all hear it. Yeah. Like, he's clearly saying it to them. But also, them. why are they defending Halloween when they just said, like, that depiction of Halloween is fuck? Yeah, it's really confusing. He just says, man, Halloween's a lame holiday. And then he's like, you're the one that's lame. Or, sorry, Ethan, Luke's great bill, is like, you're the one that's lame. And he's like, what? And even he seems kind of confused by it at first. He's like, wait, what are you talking about? And then he's like, you, you know, just because it's, like, different and strange doesn't mean it's, like bad or lame or whatever and then this guy is the most like soft-spoken ineffectual disney channel bully we've seen oh he is a literal nothing burger he does nothing well no it's not even that he's not even like well whatever dude just like don't step to me or anything he just says like look i don't know what you're talking about but just like back off and he gives him like the lightest like two finger shove to one of the shoulders where he's just like "Eh." and then like i was like what the hell was that and then like they all like back up Lucas Grabeel and like a fight breaks out. This fucking hat on Lucas Grabeel <laughs> that he is wearing. This costume designer was clearly hired on HSM after this and she was just warming up for her swan song, which was HSM. Also, this was where I made the note about when they the this magic smoke comes in at fight and it reveals them to all be their true Halloween selves. Like if their human suits are gone and they're all in the middle of the mall, like in their Halloween Town things. And that's when I saw that woman on the ground meowing. And I was like, is she just a cat? Well, I mean, Emma, you gotta remember, in Halloween Town 1, a lot of the creatures were just, like, person plus animal. Like, that's it was just what it yes, was. Yes, yes, that's what a lot uh, of, that's what that woman is. Yeah. And then also when they're all de-humaned, uh, uh, Dylan's just like, oh, you're a troll to uh, Natalie. What the fuck did he think was going on? He's living in this house with them. I, he, I think he's just like... I think he's just like, oh, man, I can't believe I was going to bone you. Like, oh, gross. And it's it's rough. But so they like all run out of the mall because the like, people are like running and screaming because, you know, there was a magical mist. And there's, there's no like, like a, a, a cat woman on the ground yeah. meowing. Yeah. And, and then they notice a dagger stuck in a pumpkin of the display. And then they're like, oh, snap. It's a knife. The knife real. Okay. Dagger. They're like, run to the car. Go, go, go. And uh, so they all come home and it's like on the news and stuff like where it's like oh weird monsters appeared but no one's gonna ask any questions about it for the rest of the film it's on um, the news i didn't realize it was on the news yeah it's on the news it's on the, i remember it's on the news because uh freaking sophie's watching the news on the couch and she says man i miss everything and you do miss everything sophie and, she's not, and that's the last time we see her in the movie i'm pretty sure you even miss the ending of this film i don't you know what i'm not even really sure if they say Sophie's name in this movie. I don't I know if like she's they, ever introduced. I feel like they say her name like maybe one time, but she's never like introduced as a character. Like it's, it's so weird. So they like all rush inside into their rooms. Then Aggie's like, I'm going to make us all some hot chocolate. Let's just calm down. And I believe Marnie gets, is this where Marnie gets swept up by the council again? Yes. Yeah. So uh, they're like, oh, the Halloween count council is waiting for you in your room. And uh, she gets, you know, thrown up there by magic and back into the weird council space. And they're like, ah, we told you this was going to happen. Freaking the knights still are around. Humans haven't changed. You're an idiot. But because, like, we can tell you really believe in this. Here's what we'll say. Everybody goes back to Halloween Town. You can keep your magic. uh, But we're going to close the portal. That's what we're thinking. That's where we're at. And then she's like, "Uh, no, the portal definitely should stay open. And I think the kids are going to be fine. Uh, like it's gonna be cool. Don't worry about it. And I'm gonna as long and I have my magic. Also, we didn't bring up she has her magic until midnight on Halloween. Also, she's so pissed that everyone's not taking her seriously in this meeting. I'm like, maybe if you took off that goddamn bucket hat, they might take you a little bit more seriously. You're dressed like a fool. Uh, but also like, yeah. So they give her until Halloween on midnight. Uh, midnight on Halloween to clear this up because these movies for some reason always need a ticking clock. 
Like, why? Always. <laughs> There's always, and it's always midnight on Halloween, isn't it? In the first two movies, it was because that's when the portal closed, which yes. made sense. But now it's just like, eh, whatever. Arbitrary time. But so she, like, magically adjourns the meeting. It's kind of boss. I liked it. Where she's like, meeting adjourn. Uh, and then Gwen comes in and comforts her with some hot chocolate, and she, like, floats a tray in and like they like have these little like marshmallow spiders which i think are so cute i always really this just seemed like a waste of cgi budget but okay it was cute also gwen says oh man why don't i like using magic again and i'm like uh because you loved your husband more than magic and then stopped using it when you came to the mortal world did these writers forget everything about Gwen's character. Yes, what's happened before they have they pay no due to the things that have come before them uh but so basically what has happened they don't really address it directly until later but some like half the kids went home like some of yes, the kids they were just like, disappear i don't know exactly which kids because i didn't care to learn much about them anyway the only people that are still there are lucas Grevial. it's wait, hang on they lose the cat girl they lose nancy the wood nymph they lose the zombie guy and they lose the gremlin but we keep um, the ogre the werewolf ethan cassie and the uh, troll. troll the only people that we they ever right. gave any decent screen time to anyway exactly yes the the main care the main side characters also there is a decent joke where uh lucas Gribbio wants to go home but his dad won't let him and this is where we get confirmation that his dad is uh the that man looks the too old to be uh, there something about their relationship doesn't add up in my mind but i'll just leave it at that it's Halloween Town. Ages are weird. Uh, because he's like, she's like, oh, I thought you guys would have gone home now. And he's like, I tried. My dad won't let me. And then Cassie like hits him. And he's like, we are here for you. <laughs> Which is, again, pretty good. I wish that Ethan just had like played a more central role. So then this reveal like mattered to me. I, in the, I don't know. I know. I get it. It, it does. They could have been done better for sure. What happens next? I don't so, know. So then we go to school the next day. Dylan's trying to apologize to Natalie for freaking out on her about being a troll because he's like, it was just really shocking because, you know, normally you look so cute and stuff to see you with like a big pink puffball freaked me out. And then she's like, do you think this is cute? I think I look hideous like this. Back home, I am beautiful. I'm, like, a, I'm junior a junior miss. miss. I, I laughed and at then, that joke. And then, and, and then he's like, wait, so you think I'm and she's like, oh, my God, you're so ugly, Dylan. You're the worst. Like, God, I, you're repulsed by you. But you were like really nice to me and like sweet. And I thought that's all that mattered, which, OK, so what you'd think is going to happen is that Dylan's going to get over his racism yeah. and realize that he likes her for who she is. And it doesn't matter. Why is this not what happened? And, and it doesn't matter that she looks human on the outside. Wouldn't what that be the lesson end? to teach children? Exactly. But what <laughs> happens really is they both decide, you know what? We're both cool on the inside, so it doesn't matter. But you know what? We're going to be friends. We don't, we're so, we're why still. Why does, they're like, you're still, too disgusting for me to ever love. But yeah, we'll be that's friends, what it is, I guess. It's like, like, why is that the lesson that, that we have to send kids home with? It's so confusing. They get over the fact that they, their fight here. They get over the fight, but they're like, but you're still really ugly to me, so it doesn't but you're matter. Just, you're still a fucking wreck to look at, so we, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, so then there's like a freak out that like the locker has been broken into to the hideout and uh because like the door is all dented there was also a scene earlier where the, the knight like knocked on the door and everyone was like oh what was that oh, it was nothing whatever but like so the d- door of the lockers like all torn off and like broken into and they go inside and they're like uh, it's her just turned cassie and she's like oh well everything looks fine uh well cassie why don't you stay here alone and then wait for everybody to come back. I'm sure it's fine. Like, what the hell? Marie? I literally like, said, how about you don't leave her alone in the room that you put a night costume in, you dumb fuck? Yeah, it's really stupid. Um, and then so she goes into the gym. Aggie's teaching gym now. Um, and they, they this is what I was saying earlier is that her 
and Aggie kind of like have a are in like a fight right now because like since some of the kids get home, Aggie now thinks like, oh, we might seriously lose our magic, and like it wasn't yours to bet, and now we're in this horrible now, situation. Now, and that's what I'm saying about the pacing is like now we're like holy shit, like now I feel like I have been. They've sprinkled speed all over this movie, and I'm like, whoa, 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 oh my god, now they're fighting about the magic. It wasn't a problem five minutes ago, but now it's a huge problem, and, like, I, it's a lot, a lot fast. It is, but also here's what I'm saying about the fact that in the other two movies, we would never have seen this interaction. We would never have seen, like, Debbie Reynolds and Marnie, like, as equals talking to each other about, like, what's going on and all this stuff, because they're always like, oh, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, Grandma, what do we do? Grandma, what do we do? But, like, the fact that Debbie Reynolds is so present in this movie and plays such an important role is, like, both good for uh, Marnie's development as a character and just because it makes the movie better, obviously. And, like, I really, li- I really like these scenes that they're just talking. But so they, they like, Marty, like, storms off because, like, uh, also Aggie is raising suspicion about Cody because she's like, whoa, what's that boy? Like, he certainly I also, came out like, love how she has the audacity to be like, how dare you be suspicious of this mysterious boyfriend who just started at the school who looks like a psycho. Who's and, been like, stalking literally me. the plot of the last movie was Marnie's dick chasing getting us all in trouble like we're allowed to use past events to inform current suspicions marnie like we are we are right to be skeptical of your taste in men because it proved troublesome only a few years ago or apparently a few days ago depending on how far either a decade or a few days ago we're not sure we're not sure um and so uh she storms off and then as she's walking she gets pulled dramatically into a closet and i was like oh damn what's this and then it's just cody and I was like, Cody, you didn't have to, like, pull her into the closet. You just needed to talk to her. Why did you do this? No, yeah, that was also not necessary. No reason. And then he's like, hey, so can you maybe give me some answers to what the hell is going on? <laughs> why are you running off all the time? Could you maybe just fill in a few of the many blanks I have? Yeah, it's like, why are you running off all the time? Why does your grandma, like, have apparently magic-looking stuff powers? Why? Where, what's up with that locker you go to all the time? And she's like, you know about the locker? And he's like, yeah, I totally spied on you and read the note that your grandma gave you. Which she's like, oh, man, grandma was right. Look, I don't know what you're playing at, dude, but I swear to God, if you mess with me or my Halloween Town friends, I'll freaking end your life. And he's like, uh, <laughs> I will okay. end you. What? And he's like, what are you talking about? We, this also this also intercut a bunch with Cassie going around the clubhouse and then the night coming to life had taken her. So Cassie's been kidnapped. We have a a uh, kidnapping that has occurred. Yeah, she's in a witch's glass because obviously we should not have left her alone in the clubhouse, but hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. Well, we go home first and everyone's like, oh my gosh, they got to Cassie. How terrible. All of us are in danger. And Marnie's like, yeah, you guys are right. We need to send you home. Clearly something weird's going on. Doesn't matter if I lose all my magic. Your safety is the most important thing. And then Aggie's like, actually... I've got a better, I got a better plan. You see, I put a spell when I made the clubhouse. No non-human, no mortals can enter it. Only uh, people from Halloween Town can. So it has to be someone from Halloween Town messing with us, trying to fail this program so the portal will be closed. And then Dylan says, or it could be one of us. And then Marnie just elbows him. And I was like, wait, no, that's a good point. It could be one of the kids. That was a good observation. Why was he, why was well, he no, silent no for the that? first that's time a, ever? That's a good, that's a good question, Dylan. For the first time, you're useful to the story. And Marnie's just like, no, this is my movie. And so, uh... They're like, so clearly something's going on. It's We really need to figure out what. And then she's like, oh, I think I saw something go by the window. Um, everyone keep talking. Gwen does this. I'm going to go out. I'll check it out. Also, oh, also, yeah, they say 
if Cassie's being, we can't find Cassie, if she's being held hostage somewhere, the only thing that can hold a witch like this is a witch's glass. The only thing. There is one thing in this universe. But also that's crazy because I thought witch's glasses were just cell phones, but apparently they're also prisons for <laughs> magical people, which, wow. All I right. thought they were simply cell phones, but apparently they are also maximum security prisons. Uh, and then they're like, and then Aggie's like, does anyone have a witch's glass? And then someone's like, oh, Ethan has one so he can talk to his dad. And then she's like, oh, go get it. And then Marnie's like, don't you have one, Aggie? And then she's like, ba-ba-ba. And this is where we get that Aggie has already like pieced it together. But, like, she wants to Sherlock Holmes hoist the bad guys by their own petard, Wait, pretty much. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, you didn't pick up on that? No! Wait, what? She knows oh. already at this point? Oh, yeah, she totally has this all together. Absolutely. Are you fucking kidding me? I did not oh. realize that. Oh, no, she definitely does. Because she says, at, tells Dylan to go get his witch's glass. He doesn't do that. She sees him leave the house in the middle of the night. And then at the end, we see that she had the witch's glass, like, listening in. So everyone in Halloween Town heard the bad guy's plan. Because she oh. Oh, oh, you're right. She does see him leave in the middle of the night. Yeah, and doesn't tell Marty. So she does fully know by the time that it is. That was the other thing. I I was kind of shocked by this movie. I was like, we're revealing like the bad guy like a full 25. There's like 30, 25 minutes left to go in this movie, and they reveal who the bad guy is. But but yes, Aggie's on top of it. But she wants to like do like a Sherlock Holmes parlor scene type thing where she reveals it to everybody later and be dramatic about it because it's that's just who she is. She lives for drama. What can we say? Right. Uh, but so there's someone creeping around, and they keep talking. Louis, uh, Ethan goes against Witch's glass. Gwen goes outside, sees someone creeping around, and then throws a spell at him, knocks him out. And she comes back in, and she's like, hey, so we have a problem. Um, and it's Cody. She knocked him out. And he apparently thought, you know what? This girl said some crazy things to me about, like, me being some kind of evil knight. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get her some flowers, show up at her house unannounced at, at night, and, like, walk around the back of the house creepily. Wait, also, so, Luke, I just realized I'm, like, so behind on my notes because they make literally no sense. I, this is the best. This is the best note I wrote the entire time. I'm fuck, I'm either fucking lost or I'm fucking drunk. Did they set up this witch's glass thing? Did we know that they trap you? And they didn't, right? No, that no. comes out of nowhere. All we know is that they're cell phones. And then they're like... <laughs> okay. I was like, did I miss... I was like, remember being drunk watching it? And I was like, did they say that in the beginning? That you can get trapped in it? Or like, go inside them? Um, So they didn't set that up. Okay, just clarifying for me, past me, good. Uh, Yes, so uh, she knocks Cody on his ass uh, with magic. And then they're like, oh, come on, Gwen. Like, it's the boy that I like who is super into me. And he brought me flowers. Damn it, Mom. Can't you see I'm trying to get some D over here? Yeah, Mom. Stop co- she cockblocks her heart. She's like, I'm sorry. I thought there was a guy creeping around her house. I'm, I'm, it's not my bad. He'll wake up soon, I think. Then we cut to uh, Ethan in his room getting his witch's glass. And he gets it out, and it's just like, you know, a little handheld mirror. I don't think we actually describe what they looked like. It's like a little square mirror. Aggie's looks like a more like a hand mirror. Yeah. Um, and Cassie's in there, and he's like, Cassie, what the hell are you doing in there? And she's like, dude, I don't know, but let me out. And he's like, the thing is, I can't. And she's like, what? And he's like, it's complicated. Don't worry about it. Aggie comes in and, like, drops hints that she, like, kind of knows what's going on. And he's like, yeah, uh, good night, bye. Like, kind of measuring him up. So and does she she's... not ask to see his witch's glass? No, she doesn't follow that up. That's sloppy. Well, no, because she knows, Emma. Obviously, if... if but then catch this little bitch red-handed. Let's go. Well, no, because he clearly isn't the mastermind. If this is a test. If he brought her the witch's glass with being totally chill, then he had nothing to do with it. And it's just the dad. But if he didn't... 
then I don't know. I'm making this bullcrap up. It's dumb. You're literally writing like fan fiction right now. Like none of this no, is. It's, a movie. It, it's 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 just like the logic this movie tries to get you to accept. But so she sees him sneak away at night, like when everyone's in bed going somewhere, and then Marty comes in and is like, "Is everyone asleep?" And she's like, "Oh, almost everyone," and doesn't mention that Ethan's running away. Um, and then she's like, "How's Cody?" He's like, "He's fine. I'm gonna take him home." And she's like, "Oh, do you want to borrow the car?" And she's like, "No, I have my own means of transportation." And then Aggie's like, "Oh, more like me every day." She's and I like, was like, "Get it, girl." <laughs> and it, well, no, at first I thought it was like that, being like, "Oh, you get that boy, get that butt," but uh, get in that actual- butt. <laughs> But in actuality, what she means is, oh, she's going to reveal to him that magic is real and that she's a witch. Because apparently I Aggie just does that. I literally like, I hope he's good. Marnie is risking it all for the biscuit on this broom ride. She is so incredibly open for business that she is willing to, like, let the most Put important Put the entire magical her. world at risk. So, yeah, so we cut to them. Like, cut to him, like, asleep on Marty's shoulder. And it's very obvious that they're on a... They're flying, but they try to, like, not show it, I guess. I don't know. This was, like, a good green screen, though. How they did, like, that, like, dark, like, moonlight filter. It made the green screen not look so yeah, terrible. It definitely looks better than, it did, better than it did in the first movie, for sure. Um, And uh, he's like, oh, Marnie, what happened? And he's, she's like, oh, good, you're awake. How do you feel? And he's like, oh, I'm okay. I got a bad taste in my mouth. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's magic. It tastes terrible. And he's like, oh, yeah. Wait, what? And then she's like, oh, yeah, so I'm a witch. And he's like, what? That, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, I'm a witch. And he's like, no, that's stupid. And he like looks down and realizes they're on a fly broomstick. And he's like, oh, my God, oh, you know, magic's real. My entire perception of how reality works is being changed. And then he's like, calms down. And she's like, yeah, I figured you'd have that reaction. And he's like, oh, wait, this explains so much. It's why you're always running away and why your grandma's so weird. And I was like, does that explain why she's always running away? Does it explain why she's always running away? Um, But also, like, okay, so this broom broom flying scene, uh, because they need to have it in, of course, every every one of these movies, pretty much. Uh, even though the second one only had them flying through a time hole. They, here, like, Kim and J. Brown's not doing a great job of selling it because she's just like, woo, yeah, like, clearly I'm not flying, like, but it, it does look the it's best. It's also a very tight shot on their faces. Yes, of course. Like, so we were barely seeing, like, any broom. Right, because then they don't have to animate that much. Yeah. Um. So then we, they're flying, and then we cut into um, the principal's office, and Ethan shows up there, and he's like, "Is my this is when they revealed the bad guy with twenty five minutes left to go?" And I was like, "All right, well, I guess this is what's what's happening." Yeah, and so the principal is playing with the the night ring that we've seen on the finger of the armored knight multiple times. Um, and he's playing with it, and Ethan's like, "Is my dad here?" He's like, "No, he's not here yet. Just calm down." And then, like, we see uh, Ethan's dad, the council member Edgar Dalloway or whatever, show up. I literally, if you put a gun to my head, could not tell you his name. Whatever yeah. that actual main is. But also, some, is. something to point out, because we pointed this out in the last episode on Halloween Town, is if you remember in that movie, the portal was like this like set piece. like It was like a big door with like gargoyles on it and like a timer and like it looked really cool. Now it's just like a five second effect where it's just like, boop, boop. That's it. Portal's open and he walks right through. That's it. It's done. Yep, that's it. Ben. Uh, but he walks through and he's like, hey, what's up? Um, and he's like, hey, dad, you said no one's going to get hurt, but you put Cassie in the switch's glass. And he's like, yeah, you know, I had to. You know, I kind of feel like, <laughs> you he- know, I, you know, shit happens, man. I say a lot of things. And, and so basically they, this whole conversation is weird, but let me just break it down. Dalloway's the bad guy. He wants the portal closed forever. Um, he also wants all the Cromwell magic. So that's why he's trying to make this program fail. Uh, Ethan is like his accomplice. We don't know to, how to like what extent he does stuff. Like, he, all we know is that he he, put, he made the magical mist to make everyone look Halloween-y, and then he put the dagger in the pumpkin at the mall. I don't know what else he did, 
But that's the yeah. I don't know he. What else role? What other like big role he played? He's Dagger Man. But other than that, yeah, not sure. Because the rest of it, we're led to believe, is the principal. Because basically, the the principal is really a stupid character. Once they reveal this, they they take away any like intrigue the principal had in this scene. Yes, a hundred percent. Because at first he's the first he's like, I am the last living descendant of a long line of knights who have fought to keep the human world pure of wretched magic. And then Callaway's like, dude, you wouldn't even know about the Knights of the Iron Dagger. And if it I turns out, yeah, he's just you. a fraud. They just fed him that info, right? Yeah, they just said, Hey, your grant your uh, ancestors apparently hated magic. Do you want this cool ring? And then you can be like a knight too. And that's literally the only reason he does any of this. He doesn't really hate magic people or like he, he only does because he told them Callaway told them that he should. Yeah. He basically he says like, you're, you wouldn't have known about it had I not told you. And then he's like, okay, but I still get to be a knight. Right. And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever, dude, I don't care. It's literally just wants to be like, like we said, like when someone, like if someone came up to you and was like, hi, I'm a wizard. You are the last living member of the knights of the the Iron Dagger. He was just like, oh, that's a dope name. Where do I sign? He was like, I'm all in on that uh, shit. He's like, yeah. I, where's my dagger? Give it to me. Exactly. So he, I think we're led to believe he drew the dagger, which again, great job. So yeah, Ethan's dad's the bad guy. Ethan's kind of the bad guy. The principal's a bad guy. Then we cut back to the Cromwell house. Uh, they come up with a plan because I guess at this point, Aggie's kind of shared what she knows with them. Um, so they're sending Gwen in through the witch's glass to like, I guess the mirror universe from Doctor Cassie. Strange to find Cassie. Uh, and then they do this weird thing where they put all their hands in and, like, the magic sparkles flow around them to, like, visualize their magic. It was weird. Um, and, yeah, so she's looking for Marnie. I mean, she's looking for Cassie. There's, they've got their plan in motion. And, hey, you know, now that Gwen's out of the picture, maybe Sophie could step up and help them do stuff. No. But, no, she's just what somewhere she has tv to watch and homework to do i guess by the way okay so the next scene has been set up a lot and we totally skipped over all of it yeah we never so, once brought up the fact that so they're gonna make a haunted house yeah they want to they're they're having a hall the school's having a halloween carnival and they said oh we should make uh a, a booth since all the other clubs are doing that and then aggie's like let's make a haunted house and that way we can like but it also becomes like a way to like educate people on like halloween creatures not halloween town's true school. values something like that it's dumb but so then we cut to like the day before the festival with like them setting the booth up and everything and Marnie makes it with magic. Um, and then Cody comes I up. I hate and- this. This is one of my pet peeves um, that also happens in Harry Potter. I hate when people from a magical world need to be reminded of fucking magic. It's fucking sloppy, mate. And it happens here where they're like, they're like the people from Halloween Town are like, how are we going to build this in time? Like, the other like witches and shit are like, how are we going to make this happen? And Marnie's like, ah. Uh, magic and it's like you should you should assume magic exists halloween town people not the other way around and then marnie like builds it in five seconds i hate when that happens in movies it's so annoying i think she's saying that to dylan too and dylan doesn't know anything but she's like um magic and the werewolf's like oh i'm like you're a werewolf mate like come on uh also other thing sorry we skipped real quick is that so um also that morning the morning of this thing uh since like they know. I guess they know Cody's cool now for somehow. I don't remember exactly how. I guess because he didn't. He they he got spelled. I don't know. Um, she's like, you know, if anyone's if someone's a knight, you know, another strange person that's been getting real close to us is the principal. Maybe you're you're the dude. They you're... don't know that Cody's good. They've never gotten confirmed. We don't know that for sure until the very end. Right. But uh, but so they're like, but uh, Marnie turns around and Aggie and is like, you know, that principal you've been balling, what if he's a knight? And then she's like, Phil, please, he couldn't hurt a fly. And she's like, I don't know, I'm just saying. Uh, and then she's like, well, you have a point, I was pretty suspicious of you. They also make up from their fight. 
Um, is like fine, and so she sets her bag to go do reconnaissance on uh the fit on Phil, and we see that happen, and it's like eats his pants or something. It's stupid. So she Cody comes up to her at the fair and is like, "Hey, I had this really weird dream last night where you told me you were like uh." Also, she could have walked it back here, and she just doesn't. No, no, no. She's she's all in with this guy. Um, but so she's like in the middle of making the house, and then he walks up, and then they're like, "Finish the spell, Marty." And she's like, "Oh yeah, sorry." Blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the house appears and and then the house appears and then he's like, wait, how did that? And then she's like, what did I say I was? And then he's like, you are a witch. Magic is real. I'm not crazy. I mean, I am crazy obsessed with you, but like, I'm not like crazy, like mentally. So then they start like going through the haunted house and like checking it out and stuff. Uh, and then a- they, she and Aggie sit down and talk. And then the lizard purse comes up and gives Aggie his night ring, his dagger ring. And then he's, she's like, oh, Phil, I should have known. I feel like such a fool. And so while they're checking out the haunted house, she goes, she sees Phil walking by and goes out to confront him. And then he's like, hey, Aggie, how's it going? And then he, she's like, I just want you to know, Phil. And she shows him the ring. And he's like, where did you get that? And he's like, these people that you're trying to emulate were nothing bunch, but a bunch of bigoted fools who've done so much harm to so many people. And I'm very surprised that it fits. And like breaks up with him and then turns his cane into a snake or something. She drops the hammer on him. She makes yes. him look like a damn fool, that's for sure. But also, here's what I'm going to say, is this is what I was talking about when this movie has layers. I feel like the way she says that these people were bigoted is because he's black. <laughs> Lucas, I think you're reading way too much into Here's this, what I'm saying. But okay, here's what I'm saying. you because you've gone with me on so many, so many reaches, but... All right. I'm going to take you down this corridor. Here's what I'm saying is that the program to let Halloween Town students study in the mortal world could be compared to the busing in of white students into inner city neighborhoods that took place following uh, desegregation. And the knights uh, and the knights of the Iron Dagger could be considered like the racist hate groups in like the South, like the The KKK. Yeah, stuff like that. People who just hate these people indiscriminately and want to. Luke, it's all the same shit. I get where you're going with this. I don't think it's a concerted metaphor, but it's a metaphor for bigotry and intolerance. Definitely. It's the same thing. It's like the mudblood thing in Harry Potter and like the zombie thing in zombies. Right. I don't think that they specifically like his race ties into his thinking i think he's just the best actor for the job here but it's all a metaphor for intolerance and bigotry so yes you're you're half right but i don't think she's imploring him to think of his his ancestors past in this moment i think she's just calling out that like being a bigot I'm is wrong. I'm just saying, I think this movie has layers. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. Anyway, and, and look, I'm not qualified to talk about the issue of race, but that's the vibe I got. Anyway. You were just going really deep on busing into segregated school systems. I don't know how we got there. I, I, I just think there's a comparison to be made. So then after that, we cut to the actual night of the festival. It's actually Halloween now. And, yeah. I, and I gotta say, I'm mad at this movie because it robs us of one of our favorite things. Uh, which are non-branded Halloween costumes because we see some of them, but they're really not that good. <laughs> oh they're yeah, just... no, they're not that good. Also, Barney's in a, like a little witch's hat here, and like opposed to the bu- the bucket hat, she looks great in this witch's wizard's hat. She looks amazing. Isn't it like the same witch's hat that she wore in the first movie, like the big one Probably. with the stars on it? Um, but yeah, but the costumes in this are really disappointing. It's just, and admittedly, it does fit because it's high school, so it just comes off as high school students not caring about their Halloween costume. So it's just like hippies. But it's actually and, the staff of this movie not caring at all. Right. It's just like hippies and nerd and like cowboy. 
Uh, so nothing like in like Lemonade Mouth where it was like giant babies. Uh, there is one guy who weirdly is dressed up like a ca- Catholic cardinal, I noticed, which was weird. I did not see that. Yeah, that was weird. So they're talking, they're outside the haunted house, Aggie and Marty, and they're like, it's almost midnight. Like, do you think anything's going to happen? Like, uh, like they're going to make their, like they're going to make the move. And then she's like, yeah, it's going to happen. Like, this is too big not to... That's it's like with like she's like it hasn't happened yet like so they're like no they're just waiting until like last second and so we cut inside the haunted house and like all and it's like meant to be a joke because it's not a haunted house it's just like dioramas of like trolls like drafting a plot it's like educational dioramas to educate them about yeah. halloween town creatures this was the point where i said i think the ogre kid is hot too am i okay i like <laughs> the ogre kid well also here's my thing is like why aren't they just in their halloween selves like it's halloween no one's gonna question. yeah they could have just been themselves everyone would have just thought it was a costume that was a missed opportunity well it's also because they want to do the big reveal later that's really what they're waiting for yeah when everyone's like shocked yeah uh but so no everyone's like walking around completely about how crappy this haunted house is um, because it's just like nothing's like popping out and scaring anybody it's just like you know werewolves enjoying tea and cookies um, and then so Edgar shows up in the portal and is like hmm let's make this house a little more haunted and like brings all the mannequins to life or whatever also like why is Halloween Town so bad at reveals like why doesn't it understand how to like drop hints and then like have a big bad guy reveal like this scene isn't that dramatic because we already know exactly who the bad guys are all of them they don't even do a reveal and have like Cody secretly be bad at the, at the end like we know all of the bad guys so this scene does not shock me yeah that's fair I mean I don't know dog uh but anyway so stuff starts coming to life and everyone immediately books it and I was like wouldn't you think for a second that maybe that's part of it like they get up from the diorama and like chase you like wouldn't you think it's all that's like what the haunted house is but everyone's yeah that would be a good haunted house actually yeah but then everyone's like oh god i'm gonna die and i was like oh okay this happened fast but so everyone starts pouring out and they're like oh no what's going on and then like edgar like pops on top of the pumpkins just like shooting magic around and then there's this weird scene of like them trying to stop these monsters he's brought to life by like saying the same spell over and over and it like not working after a while and it's never really yes. explained why it doesn't why work. doesn't it work it's well for one it's so they can have stuff for the trailer with like monsters like getting big and multiplying and stuff like that, that. giant skeleton they love that uh, yes i remember seeing that in like the promos for like monstober at all points um for the lucas Grayville in this scene i said oh my god sexy cowboy lucas he's dressed oh, as a yes. sexy cowboy yeah, well that's his holiday well, costume wearing, well, he's wearing like a cowboy outfit right it's like got like cow pattern up top and like boots but instead of like the fringe it's got like bat wing things like what? yeah it's fucking wild <laughs> it's weird so like cody sees this and decides to be an idiot where he's like what's going on why are you doing this like i thought you said you were a good witch and she's like i am i don't know what's happening uh, yeah they, so they spot edgar on top of the pumpkin and like um, aggie just magic hand waves him away like she just does this crazy powerful spell that stops all the monsters and everything then uh, principal flanagan comes forward and is like oh did you see them they were at the center of it all. They're witches. They're freaks. And everyone immediately was like, yep, definitely magic's real. This was when I realized that Cody wasn't actually bad. And I was like, it was like, wait, I thought he was bad the whole time. And I was just waiting for the reveal. And now that I realized he actually wasn't, I truly lost my mind. I lost my mind in this scene because everyone's <laughs> immediately just like, yep, definitely witches. No possible other explanation. That's the other thing about this ending scene. Yeah. Everybody, this silver haired bitch, like just yells things and everybody like, immediately takes them as fact like none of these people have a second guess about the the insane magical things that are being told to them like i would have just said oh hey hope you all enjoyed our haunted house it was pretty scary right like man that skeleton was hard to pull off 
Um, but the, no, immediately they're like, uh, man, you guys are freaks. You suck. Go back where you came from. And everyone's like, I don't know what that means, but yeah, I hate them too. They're like, I'm on board with this. But so they, all the magical people run into the haunted house and Aggie runs inside and seals the door behind them. And they're like, oh no, it's an evil mob. What are we going to do? And then Edgar shows up and he's like, see, humans just haven't changed. They all suck. They all just want to kill us. I was right. We're going to seal the portal rad ethan come on yeah that's right he was on my side the whole time everyone's like ethan like yes obviously his dad's the bad guy and then he drains their magic since it's midnight on halloween and they haven't proven anything also i'd give debbie reynolds an oscar she sells this the like the it looks like it's painting her and like she's an inch from death like she's like collapsed over i was like god she's committing to getting the magic sucked out of her she's the best parts of these movies um, and so then he's like, awesome, I got all this magic now, now I can seal the portal by myself, bye everybody, and then Luke, uh, Ethan's like, no dad, you're the worst, I hate you, and he's like, alright, whatever, bye, I guess I'm gonna seal all these children in the portal. <laughs> That's what I said, there's no emotional scene there at all. Don't you think that they would have juiced that to have them have, like, a confrontation and, like, a, like, father-son fight? He's like, alright, whatever, like, if you're not with me, I'm just gonna dip, like, maybe I'll see you later, I'll just seal this, don't care. Like, there's no scene there. Well, not even just father-son. Like, just have the Halloween kids be like, have him compete with the Halloween kids. Because he likes the Halloween Town kids. He hates the mortals. And they're like, he's sealing them off from their family. Yeah, like, that's this what I'm saying. This could have been a very, like, like, dark emotional scene, and they just don't do it. But so he leaves, and then, like, everybody busts in, because the magic, I guess, isn't holding the door closed anymore. Cody's, like, cradling Marnie, like, collapse over without her magic. Because she's weak. Yeah. And then he's like, see what she did? Like, she lost all her magic. I guess she's normal now, huh? Like, you've known Marty since second grade. Does this mean she's, like, gonna be any different? Also, Cody gives this speech here, basically, like, the hero speech that Marnie should give. Like, is Cody the hero? Was I on lithium when I watched this movie the first time? No. Because I thought he was the villain. No, he's definitely, he's not the villain. But he's definitely not the hero. Because Marnie does say, she's like, you can't expect people, because she realizes, like, the problem with this is that she was, like, trying to have these kids pretend to be something they're not. And she's like, you can't have people like you when they don't know who you are. And then, like, she, like everyone's like, okay. So they take off all their stuff. And, like, uh, Natalie's like, I'm a troll. And, like, Chester's like, I'm an ogre. And Pete's like, I'm a werewolf. And then it cuts to Dylan. And Dylan's just like, I'm just going through an awkward phase. I'm, this is my real face. Don't worry about it. And I thought that, that was a good joke. That was a good joke. And, like, the way he, like, pulls on his skin to show it's not a mask was really funny. And so there's, like, see, you, like, you've gotten to know these people. Just because they're different, you're going to hate them. And then they're like, listen, I don't know what it's like. And like some guy stepped forward and is like, listen, I don't know what being a werewolf is about, but Pete's the best running back we've ever had. And like Natalie's the president of the science club. And then he and Dylan's like co-president because now's the time I got to have an ego. And I was like, shut up, Dylan. Like We like them again. We bought into the idea of them being magic five seconds ago and now we're all in on it. Yeah. And then freaking Edgar pops through the door like getting thrown through the door and he's like wait what's going on and then she's like oh i had my ma- i had my witch's glass set to progress to everyone in halloween town so now everyone in halloween town knows that you tried to f up this program and they also saw that the mortals can change so we're gonna take our magic back now thank you also yeah gwen comes out of the portal with cassie she's like i finally found the right witch's glass we That's got when, you when gwen comes like bursting out i was like i would give my life for gwen that strong confident <laughs> woman she's like founder like sprinting through the crowd she's just like a beacon. I loved it. It's great. But then, like, he's like, oh, you won't get away with this. The portal needs to be closed for the safety. And then, like, the council shows up, like, in ghost form being like, ah, I don't know. Seems like the mortals are kind of cool. Plus, you were the one being a dick who told us that mortals weren't going to be cool <laughs> and whatnot. So we're going to, like, kick you off the council. Bye. And leave the portal open. And now, everybody, let's throw an actual Halloween party with actual creatures from Halloween. 
Dylan and uh, Natalie, you're going to have your crazy uh, resolution where you don't get together. Uh, Aggie is going to get Phil over his fake hatred of Halloween creatures, and they're going to kind of get together, and she's going to keep teaching at the school. Marnie and the boy are going to fly away on a broomstick and have a lip kiss. This is when I said I literally want to fight a Disney exec for recasting her after this. What would warrant her getting recast after this? I don't know. I really don't. I want to do a deep dive on this, and if anybody, <sighs> listeners, if anybody has any info on why Sarah Paxson takes over this role, send it to me. If you're scared to say it on Twitter, send it to me in the DMs. If you're scared. Like, it can go down in the DM. Like, I need some info, and I need you all to dig it up. If you're scared okay? to be, if you're scared to speak the truth publicly on Twitter. If you're scared to speak the truth, that Disney will silence you. It's okay. Just send it to me in the DM, and I won't, you won't be named. But, like, why was she recast? Because she does an excellent job. But also, guys, yeah, that's the end of the movie. Um, and, like, again, like, the past two Halloween Town movies, the wrap-up is so freaking fast. Also, Luke, the fucking, this is my one last note on this, is, like, the, when they ha- open the portal and they have, like, the Halloween Town characters, like, walking out into the carnival, the high school carnival, like, like, all their directions just be, like, incredibly hyped up. Well, yeah, we also see the student, we also see the students who went home come back. Random hyped up Halloween Town extra walking out of the portal. Role I was born to play. Like, <laughs> I wish that I would have gotten the open casting call for this. People are just like pumping their fists in the air, like with pumpkins on their heads. It's amazing. Yeah, but that's the movie. It wraps up really, really quick. That's the movie. Just, We're done. Just like the other two Halloween Town movies. Uh, wraps up real fast. And yeah, so this movie, I have some complex emotions about it. I have complex feelings. It is definitely worse than I remembered, but I'm not, it's not bad. But I did not enjoy it. No, yes. It, like, did. it wasn't hard to watch. Right. It was good to watch. The, the way it, but it has problems. The way I kind of like to put it is like, I think the way I think I've kind of consolidated this in my head is that it's a good movie, but it's a bad Halloween Town sequel. It doesn't do a great job of like continuing this narrative. And also, the, you have to admit, Luke, the pacing in this movie is yes, fucked. You are, you I are, was right about you're that. You're definitely right about that. I'm not, but you're not wrong. Um, but just like, and I think it's like the opposite of Calabar, Calabar's Revenge. Calabar's Revenge was a bad movie, but it was a good sequel. It moved the characters forward. It like added new stuff that we could kind of like fit with the world. This one, it just really tries very hard to do its own thing. And it doesn't really mesh with what we understand about the Halloween Town movies so far. But that being said, it's still, it's still pretty fun to watch. It's by no means a bad movie. And like it's not, it's not like now you see it where I was like, oh man, I remember loving this, and then it turned out to be a barely competent. And now film. you see it was an acid trip. This wasn't like an acid no. trip like that. It was like I truly, totally forgot the plot, but it, it you know, it was what I kind of what I thought it was. Yeah, I I, wa- I would have liked it to be a little bit stronger in a couple areas, but for what we got, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, same. Yeah, what would you rate it, Emma? I think I would rate this like a seven. I was thinking a seven as well. I was thinking. I was thinking about a seven too. It's it's good, but it could definitely be better. But it, it has a certain amount of nostalgic value for me, so I maybe would give maybe give it a little bit higher than it deserves with a seven. Um, but the, we don't have any taglines this month. Is there anything you want to throw out? Um, Halloween Town High, risking it for the biscuit, <laughs> like always, always Marnie, All, Marnie and Aggie this time. Last time it was Gwen and Marnie. Now it's our Marnie and Aggie both risking it for the biscuit. Uh, mine would just be the original Halloween Disney Channel movie that's about racism at its core, because I stand by my metaphor. <laughs> uh, school segregation. Yep. A decom. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you're not wrong. But that's, yeah, that's all she wrote for me, I guess. But Emma, do you want to know what we're watching next month? I don't, I'm scared. I, I, no, I don't think you'll, I don't think you'll be too mad. Because if you remember our first year, I like to take November to celebrate the Disney Channel movies that are based on series. And I was be- poking around which one I should pick. But I decided 
why don't we pick the first one, the very first Disney Channel original movie based on a TV show. So join us next month where we'll be watching Jet Jackson the movie. <gasps> I love Jet Jackson. I know oh my God. nothing okay, about I'm Jet really Jackson, excited. fun fact. Have you ever seen this? No, it's old. I haven't seen any of Jet Jackson at all. Jet Jackson's amazing. Well, I'm excited then. This is going to be great. I, I remember it as being incredible, um, but I haven't seen it since the late 90s. So we'll see. I know virtually nothing about it. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for us. Uh, Emma. Also, he's dead now. Rest in peace. That's going to have a dark moment. Yeah, we'll address that next month. Uh, We'll power through together, folks. Um, But Emma, where can people find you on the internet on that note? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, God rest his soul. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Emma Stone Tyler and on Instagram at Emma Stone Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at Wildfire underscore King. But you can also find D Comedy Podcast on Twitter at D Comedy Podcast. Give us a follow. Become one of our lovely D comrades on there. Um, also, you should uh, you should follow Audio Entropy and all the other shows on great shows on that website. Uh, there's also a we have a Discord server and there's a channel for us for D Comedy where you can show up and talk about the episodes, Disney Channel movies, Disney Channel, Disney, whatever you want to talk about. It's cool. Uh, I, can't, I forgot to plug also, that one. Also, I think it. that the most important thing you should probably go rate and review us on iTunes yes. if you ever want to get to the Sarah Pax in Halloween Town. <laughs> if you want to sustain me and my life. Go give us a good rating and a good review on iTunes if you like us. Actually, funny you should mention that. If you literally want to sustain me in life, uh, I'm starting a Patreon. It should be up by the time you hear this. But uh, you get some really cool bonus features for uh, supporting me on Patreon involving this podcast. I'm also, if I hit a certain goal, I'm going to start some exclusive content there. And I really appreciate it if you could support me over there. But yeah, yeah. So check me out. The link to that will be on my Twitter at wildfire underscore king. But that'll do it for us, guys. But more importantly, say nice things about me. Let's prioritize your people. Uh, Um, But that's going to do it for us, guys. You can join us for Jet Jackson in November. I hope you all have happy a Halloween. happy and safe Halloween. My um, witches. And if anyone is dressing up as any uh, Disney Channel characters for Halloween, send us those pics on Twitter. I'd like to see that. Tag us on Twitter. I love seeing your Halloween costumes. Yes. There was like a good Kim Possible one last year I loved. Um, any Xenon. Yes. Any High School Musical characters would be great. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you uh, next time. D-coms Bye. forever. Thank you. Bye-bye. I needed to fit in, but... How do you know if someone truly cares about you if you don't show them who you really are? I'm really a werewolf. I'm an ogre uh, with a little bit of forest giant on my mother's side. And I'm a troll. I'm just going through an awkward stage. This is, this is all there is. Sorry. 